to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Dread. Pop in your DVD or Blu-ray. Press play, press pause. When the Lionsgate logo fades to black. At the first frame, you perceive all black. Press pause. In a second, I'll say three, two, one on pause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head, man. Myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman, Scott. I like your worn-out radio voice. Yeah. And Trey, the amazing Stokes. You're a loose cannon, Dread. It's down in front <laughs> after dark. We went, we went over to Ryan's down house last front, night. Down in front, FM. And I got drunk, and I screamed all night long, and now I sound like this. It worked. Yes. It's actually better, so that's cool. <laughs> anyway, Cats so... Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Dread is the sort of movie that we would, A, almost certainly always do on Down in Front, and yeah. B, like, never ever do on Down in Front, <laughs> yeah. except for Mike's repeated insistence that this was the best movie of the year last year. And I think... <laughs> Who will speak for Dread? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Mike. I think you broke it. Your your hype was enough to put it over the thing. And then I was watching it for the other, uh, the first time. I tried to wa- I tried to warn yeah, you, you did. guys. Yeah. At the yeah. end, you tried to you tried to backpedal a little. Bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You tried to bring it back, but I, yeah. I watched. I was like, back. I see. I have. Um, the reputation, and fairly, for liking <laughs> shit movies. So I liked it, but I don't like it any more or less than all the other shit movies that you guys don't. So I don't understand why this one sails and those don't. Mm. Obviously, it's it's well written. This could have been a piece yeah, of well, shit, your and it's not. Yeah, really. um, but, um, you know, it, it really, truly is just one of those movies, and uh, it doesn't... It doesn't stand head and shoulders above them for me. But then again, Mike broke it. He told me I was supposed to like it too much. Um, it was fine. It did, but I'm, I'm going to be the guy who's sort of like, what? The whole commentary. Uh, but, you know, it's certainly a watchable movie. Um, I read your review on your on your blog, Mike, and mm-hmm. uh, you said the effects were outstanding. I agree that they mostly are, but there were a few times where I was surprised at how bad they were. It was uh, No, it's actually interesting rewatching it. On the Blu-ray, I was like, that looked better in the theater. Uh-huh. There are certain shots that are actually, like, like, um, especially shots going down the, the you know, down the, the barrel of the, the block, basically. Yeah. The falling shots. Those weirdly don't work on Blu-ray, but they worked fine in the theater, and I don't know what, why. I don't know. I mean, just everything, uh, everything about it was sort of like, hey, cool. Except... I, I kept expecting to find out why Carl Urban is making that face. <laughs> and <laughs> I never got the answer. That's just dread. Yeah, that's just dread. He's just talking like this all the time, man. He's yeah. just pissed. Finally, we found the role for Carl Urban. Yeah. Where you and, never his American his ac- and his American accent. Carl Urban. Because finally that clenched teeth way that he does his American accent made sense. <laughs> all I got left is my bones. <sighs> I love this voice. Anyway, Brian, how did you feel about Judge Dredd? Uh, it's fine. Yeah, same, same situation where things oh, like... Oh, good. Yeah. God, I thought I was going to be like me and three guys who were all about Judge Dredd. No, Judge no, no. Dredd. It, awesome. Well, it's, it's good in the sense, in the aspect that it makes sense on a yeah. just basic A to B to C level. You know, there's there's really no point. I only watched it once uh, yesterday uh, to... to Prepare for this. Uh, <laughs> well, you have to watch it lots of times. Yeah, to really get the it's nuances like Cloud Atlas and in that way. It. It's like Looper. It's pretty <laughs> really deep and, and convoluted. Um, but uh, there's there's nothing at least that popped out at me watching it going that that makes no sense of how that would follow from that situation right. or that yeah. was a you know a completely uh, you know boneheaded brain dead you know plot hole thing that jumps out at you. Um, so on that level, yes, it's an absolute <laughs> success. And in that sense, as we've talked about, with that's other what movies, sets it apart from Looper, for example. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, but uh, 
in that sense, as we've we said before, that is the minimum level I would yeah. like for my movies. That you know, that is okay. This is the floor for uh, all films and our standards for them. Yes, I will absolutely take this, and this clears that bar uh, very nicely. Is it Cloud Atlas? Not so much, but I agree. It, it's uh, it was number two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just watched Cloud Atlas this morning, so okay. uh, big big fan of Cloud Atlas, having watched it. But yeah, uh, hooray! It's a uh, oh cool, nice so, nice and uh, coherent, yeah. which is high praise for films these days. Yes. Oh, that's damning with faint praise. Shit, that hurts. <laughs> All right, Mike, what the hell, man? <sighs> well, you know. <laughs> Well, I, the thing is, it's you like can't help who you love. I wound Judge Dredd yeah. is like the one that got away. No, from I wound up. It's a, the thing is, it's like I wound up overselling it just in the sense that nobody was seeing it. So I was like, seriously, guys, it's good. Go see it. You had seriously, to say guys, something it's good, go see it. to and get them to see it. I had to say it, and I but I said it so many times that it's like it had like a cumulative effect. Yeah. That I knew it was like okay. Now I've said it fifty times, and it sounds like I'm saying it's <laughs> yeah. fifty times it the movie like that it is. In the You're Patty, yeah, yeah, Patty Chayefsky version of the movie of Mike telling people <laughs> to see this, it just starts his voice echoing and. Everyone's heads repeatedly. Yeah, exactly. Street corner, New York City, three a.m. Go see Judge Dredd. Yeah, He's got like a sandwich board on. <laughs> Go see Judge Dredd. Dredd is nice. Go see Judge Dredd. Dental plan. Yeah. Go see Judge Dredd. But it's a you know, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a like you say a surprisingly coherent movie. Yes, number one, um, and just so. It's a it's a textbook movie in a in a good way. It's a movie you watch and you go, nothing here is broken. If you want to know how to write a movie where yeah. stakes are rising constantly, where they're constantly justifying what people are doing, where they're explaining what they're doing without over explaining it, it's like this is this is great. It's not insulting my intelligence, but it's also not being it's also not super pretentious. Yeah. It doesn't have the idea that it's talking about saving the world and stuff like yeah. that. It's like I'm telling you a sci fi story about a like some people in this world just trying to get through their friggin' day and it's we don't get we don't get sci-fi movies like that anymore it's all yeah. got to be about changing the world or the origins yeah. of humanity it's got to be or, cloud atlas yeah or, or, or it's got to try to be prometheus it's got to yeah, try to be prometheus yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and so i really appreciate the anti-prometheus i put yeah. i i i loved so much the fact that it's like we're just going to make a movie we're, we're just going to make an adventure movie you know about these these people in this world it could almost not be related to the Judge Dread franchise. Um, yeah. it, it, you, you could easily just, it's just its yeah. own science sci fi thing. Um, you just change the names of, you know, the city and the judges and yeah. everything else. And it's just like futuristic dystopia, two cops, bad day. Yeah. Let's go. Exactly. And it's just, it's, it's a fun and exciting movie. And it, and which that, simultaneously you don't really have to turn your brain off to watch and yeah. and that's that's why i felt so strongly about it because it's like guys this is the kind of movie we're always talking about how we want <laughs> them to exist and yeah. nobody is going to see it so yeah. um and cloud atlas was the other movie that no one saw yeah last which year which likewise but yeah so there um you go. so you know i really enjoy this movie and uh i want to have it scowling helmet babies <laughs> <laughs> trey how did you feel about dread well i i can't i'm assuming it. you saw it on mike's insistence as i well. did i just saw for the first time, you know, this, within the past week, um, I uh, and uh, and I was like, for me, and again, uh, 
what I described it as, I think if we had Mike and I exchanged yeah. tweets about it, um, I was trying, like, trying to figure out like, why, well, why am I liking this? Even though clearly, <laughs> you know, like the intellectual part of my brain is going, well, I mean, you know, there's really what, what's so great about this, but there was a, you know, some deeper lizard part of my brain was going awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not, you know, obviously I'm not a big fan of carnage. You know, I, I don't, I've never seen a saw movie. I don't like no. the Friday the 13th. You know, I'm not, it's not just because it was violent or anything like that. Although, wow. But, <laughs> yeah. um, it's what I finally re- re- realized was to me, this, this movie is, it's basically the spiritual successor. It's, it's, uh, it's, this movie's parent is escape from New York. Yes. This is escape from New York with a better budget and a better director because Carpenter, Carpenter was always good at coming up with really interesting, good scenarios and he could craft, you know, he could, he could comp, he was competent, but he wasn't very, he wasn't stylish. He was not a good visual director ever. Um, you know, he could, Put shots together and, and come out with, you know, based on a script that was good. And, he, you know, you get the thing. You get Escape from New York. This is Escape from New York with a budget and, and, an, and an artist, like, actually framing shots. And that's all it is and it's all it's trying to be. But, but what I responded to about that is, like, when Quentin Tarantino says, I'm going to make a Grindhouse movie, he's basically making his fan film of a Grindhouse yeah. movie. This is a goddamn Grindhouse movie. Yes. This yeah. is what a real Grindhouse movie is. This is what you would see. Exactly. Yeah. This is a Grindhouse movie with, with a budget, which... Yeah. It obviously it's, breaks the form because Grindhouse movies don't don't have budgets. It's unaffected. It's, it's exactly. doing it for it real. It has no pretensions yeah. whatsoever other than I'm going to try and just rock your face for 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for. That's what you came for. And we're not going to, you know, you're not going to like, you know, this ain't Fat Albert. You're not going to learn anything by the time <laughs> this is done. But hopefully you'll go, that was, yeah, okay, that was really fun. Um, so it's weird. It's it's because you don't usually see a Grindhouse movie that has a good budget and, you know, good, you know, generally quite good effects. I mean, certainly better than, than you think. And really, really well acted because everyone, the performances are very strong in this movie. And uh, you know, it's like it's like as if as if Asylum just you know actually spent time making a script that actually was halfway decent. Mm. They could make a movie like this, not not as epic, you know, for their budgets, but they could tell this story. You, Asylum could have filmed this story; it wouldn't yeah. have been epic as epic, but they could have made this movie. And you know, the fact that someone spent the budget on this was like fifty million, 50, which is yeah. now like peanuts. Oh yeah, um, you know, it, you wouldn't spend any more. By, by by way of comparison. This is forty was thirty five million. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I did my favorite Martian ten years ago. That was forty million dollars. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a throwaway Disney comedy. Um, so I I liked it because yeah, it's it's it has no pretensions. It doesn't it doesn't overreach. It doesn't try and and draw some great parallel and 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 uh, you know it's, and again I'm just take a page from from Mike's review. One of the things is there's a there's a key character moment where the the rookie the rookie judge has to do her first on street execution and and they don't make like a big hoo-ha about that i mean they just just show her face going that was harsh you know and that was rough but then she like just assimilates it and carries on and Mm -hmm. you know the movie's not going to try and teach you any great life lessons it's there's the it it follows up on that seeing it again it does follow up on that where you see she's clearly upset and the camera pans over to dread just staring at her checking out to see yeah yeah. you're gonna get through this or not which again is just it's it's not like the movie stopping and saying, let's have a serious moment and talk about gun control. Yeah. It's like, that's the plot. Yeah. He's evaluating whether she can be a judge. That's yeah. the story. That's the setup. So, you know, it's all perfectly normal to, to have a moment like that. And it's, it's great that they just had it be that succinct and all done with, with characters, characters faces. So it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause I, I, I do find myself, I think dread is a really, I, it's, it's clearly in the category. I'm so glad someone made this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Absolutely. fact, the fact that, the fact that, 
they spent fifty million and they made back a really tiny m- amount. Uh, at least in America, it might have done better overseas. This is the kind of movie that I think would do much better overseas. I don't I know what the so. overseas numbers are, but I think this would you know play very well overseas, and I hope it did. But it really didn't do well in America. Um, but neither did Cloud Atlas. So what does yeah. that say about us? So. Um, but it's, it's all the bookstores are closing, Trey. Yeah, I know. It's we're we're doomed as a society, but it's time we've had our run. But yeah, and and some people would point to this movie as the example of why. But I don't. I wouldn't do that. It, it, it's so yeah. It's, it, in the end, it's hard for me to to say. Here's the reason why you know I like Dread so much. I I I do like it for its lack of pretension, and for its beautiful execution of its very simple goal and uh, and it's one of the goriest movies I've yeah. seen in a yeah, decade. I was very surprised. It's amazing by... how gory it is. And again it's it's to me it's like John Carpenter. Somewhere John Carpenter's going, I could have done that. Yep. You know, and uh, and and he'd be half right. He would be half right. You're at the point where the Lions get logo fades to black as we are here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. And I think we're going to get that. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, beautiful Reliance that Entertainment like, like logo. Like Westinghouse. Like, that must be a refrigerator company yeah. or something like that. that. That's straight up from the 90s. I, I do. <laughs> and honestly, it just clicks uh, off. Yeah. Honestly, seeing that, seeing that when I when I went to the theater, I went, uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this was made by a production company in Venice. Yeah. yeah. In 1979. Some, yeah. Some kid. Direct to video and yeah. someone's projecting it by accident. This is an asylum who, movie. Who are they? I mean, I've Reliance, certainly never seen Reliance that Reliance has been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. This is actually a um uh it's it's worth noting that you know it's it was a low budget film so to speak um it was also independently financed uh, yeah. Lionsgate distributed it at least here in the states but um it was independently financed which is how they got away with making the movie that they did <laughs> essentially um cuz nobody was was there to stop them and and if you make a movie if you've got a movie ready to to be projected, Lionsgate will they yeah they'll, they'll oh, take yeah. it they'll take it so so they're, they're like the UPN of film distributors yeah, yeah pretty much the, the you have something it's on yeah it's does the so sound on. go with the image oh. well you know what don't worry about it we'll, yeah we'll no, it's right. all right we'll we're, call that art we're Lionsgate have you seen our logo it's awesome it's funny how the now you. Uh, Mike, you, you, as by way of research, you actually checked out the, the quote unquote original Judge Dredd or the first yes. movie version of Judge Dredd. It's what I was struck by because I've, I've seen that movie several times. I, I was struck by how the, the opening shots is like, did they just buy footage from the original and mm-hmm. just kind of plus it a little bit? Because the, the look of Mega City is exactly the same. It's, yeah. you know, the cursed earth and all that. It, it, those could have been slightly, you know, better improved effects outtakes from, uh, from the very first movie. Yeah. I, I like a lot of what they did with, uh, Mega City. They shot a lot of it in uh, South Africa, I believe. That, dude, that's really, I was, I was so. curious about that. Where did they shoot this? Yeah, and because uh, I was like, because clearly some of these have to be found locations. They didn't build that city block and you know blow it up. So like, where 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 was this that they could shoot this at? And uh, you know, South Africa for whatever reason yeah. was where they shot this. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff they shot. It, I yeah, mean, a worse. lot of extension, obviously. Yeah, and, but and still there was this huge scenes i was like is that a set yeah. that's too big to the big the big uh the big plaza that they first walk into is i believe it's an external plaza that they then that they extended just, the yeah the, and created like a, a, a like an interior that would make block. sense yeah when i saw that logo where it says dread and it explodes i'm like oh yeah this was a 3d movie wasn't it <laughs> yes it was. it was it's funny how goofy shit looks it's like looking at pictures of yourself in high school how goofy <laughs> shit looks that was made for 3d but you're watching it in 2d it's like yeah oh look at you trying so hard look at you trying so hard to that's be 3D. it's it's interesting because the, when when you're dealing with a a good filmmaker and and we were talking about you know um i can't 
can't even remember who the, the director of this was, but the DP is Anthony Dodd Mantle, who won an Academy Award for um, Forrest Gump. Making, no, I'm, no, for, I'm, for I'm making, I'm making Slumdog Millionaire. He was ah, the DP oh, of Slumdog Millionaire. No so, shit. Um, and a couple other... Uh, Where did this movie come from? things before that. Yes, but yeah, exactly. so so this has this looks so good because it has an Oscar-winning DP yeah. <laughs> shooting it. The, um, the slow-mo effects, the, the whole yeah. stylization with the slow-mo, I, I, I just think it's gorgeous. It's I really it. cool. It's, really it's, it's, they, they it's put very preset though. The star filter, they got the star filter yeah. look on it. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's but like, I do like what it does. I like the uh, Daft Punk Discovery album yeah. cover effect it has mm-hmm. on um, when it gets really blurry. Then you end up with the cool chroma shift all the way around the all the way around the circle yeah uh it's just pretty it's it's and i'm and jumping ahead to something that happens later and, I, and mike i know you remarked on this in your review and you said you i believe you said it was a positive thing that that they didn't make a huge like they didn't use it as an excuse to do lots and lots and lots of bullet time although they do use it as an excuse to do a little bit of bullet time yeah. but they've like they got to do it once it feels so like they've got the i i will say that you know in terms of me like in my in my studio executive hat going you know looking at the final draft and getting you know okay so just a note I would throw in because it feels like maybe they, you know, maybe they clearly thought about it and and didn't do it for whatever reason they chose, and that's fine. It doesn't ruin the movie, but it seems like at the in the climax when they're in the the slow mo factory and they're mm-hmm. having a big shootout and they're blowing holes in things and and something is venting all over the place. It seems like. It, my my thought would be like to have dread get dosed with with uh, slow mo and have to and have to do his final encounter you know at least have a, a brief showdown but you know he lives it in extreme slow mo uh, you know just just as a, just as a little note like yeah. you know because because he's like you know drug you know for him to get gassed with the stuff himself inadvertently mm. and just have to like do his final shootout like uh, in ultra slow motion and hating it you know yeah. like ah because one of the things is that I it was. I was glad they didn't do with slow-mo is slow-mo doesn't make you, it doesn't turn you into the flash. It doesn't make you, you know, able yeah. to move quickly in right. the slow world. You literally just, you still obey the laws of physics. Yeah. Your yeah. reaction time is still slow. You're just experiencing it so much yeah. slower. So it doesn't make you like a, a faster on the draw or anything like that. So, so that's, it doesn't give you about the same rate. Exactly. It doesn't give like, you a yeah. superhuman powers. It just makes you experience things more slowly. So, so I thought that'd just be a thing of, you know, the guys dread has got to have his final shootout with the, with the, the, the bad guy guy and and to have to do it like come on he's just yeah. trying to get his gun up going Aah! so i just i felt like that would have been a little touch you know that, yeah that, that could have been there and maybe they you know maybe they they thought about it you know and, and didn't do it for whatever reason they should that would have been cool that absolutely would have been cool but now this does very in very nice efficient strokes you know it, it paints the it paints the dystopia yeah very nicely um Largely in this scene, um, and it's all in the it's all in the it's all in the the PA announcements. Yes, <laughs> where the PA is very nonchalantly going, avoid the food court yeah. until further notice, and then later they're mopping up bodies, going, the food court will reopen in twenty minutes. Yeah. Just like it, that's that's the world. Yeah, it just, that, that's the that's, it carries. That was about. the that's the one thing that that um I th- in the in the original Judge Dread that that's taken further this is more serious and the the yeah. original judge dread took that and that level of satire a little further yeah. to the point where it wound up becoming goofy but there were bits um 
you know, there's there's Food. the uh, yeah no there's a there's a little robot going through the hallway which I thought was awesome. Yeah, it's going through the hallway like making PA announcements, and one thing that it said was eat recycled food. Recycled food is good for the environment and okay for you. It's <laughs> like yeah. that is the greatest thing I've ever. Heard. Yeah, now, and I'll and I'll take a moment to to speak out in in mild defense of the the first movie incarnation of Dread because there's a lot about that movie that I think is actually quite good. I think the first and, half is actually and, great and. I think I think that movie um, just as much that that movie could so benefit from a phantom edit because if you could remove Rob Schneider from it as much as possible, yeah. you'd be left with a much darker, much more serious movie that I think was was obviously much more in keeping with what you know like this movie is the the I'm not a, I've never read a dread comic but oh, from what I've seen online yeah, yeah the brutal. hot shot the uh, uh, what I've seen online is is that dread fans people who are fans of the comic pretty much seem to go yep they did it that time mm-hmm. that time they got it right that that's this is the comic this is the, the this, sens- is this one is yeah this is the sensibility of the uh, comic it's just this brutal dystopian story and it's about this guy who 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 is a, a judge um <clears throat> Yeah, the, but the, the, what, yeah, I was going to say the the uh, the the previous dread. There's a lot of dark, gritty, serious stuff in the first dread. I mean, anytime Armando Sante is on screen, the movie mm. gets totally serious. And and Armando Sante, I think, is one of our underrated actors. I think he's always been amazing to watch. He has amazing screen presence. Um, the, there's the you know the the battle robot, which is built by Henson, which the is battle a, robot is amazing, a great effect, and and is really fun. And and uh, you know, there's there's people's eyeballs are being gouged out. There's, there's some ultra violence and all that. And and then but then it doesn't. The movie, the original Dread, the first Dread, doesn't trust that, and it has to leaven that with with wacky hijinks, yeah. and and that's when that's when it kind of gets you kind of go really did they have to do that you know get another not particularly funny Rob Schneider cutaway you know have him saying something wacky. Um, I never saw the original Dread, yeah. but it is my understanding that Stallone was the law. <laughs> he was, and and one of the I guess one of the tropes of Dread is. Dread never takes his helmet off, so yep. so purists were pissed off right from the get go yeah. that you know he doesn't wear his helmet for most of the movie, and and this this movie, by God, they they stuck with it. Yeah, his helmet stays on the entire time. Now, you, how, uh, how is it with her and her not having a helmet? Because that seemed like a pretty that's and a, and a totally understandable one, but a pretty cheap, just like well, we can't cover up the pretty girl. No, that's clearly well, not just a not just the pretty girl. Well, she, she justifies but, it. Yeah, yeah, no, she she, she does. They, I'm yeah. saying, but it's, they just needed they, a character with they, a face. They bother yeah. to justify it, but that's exactly it. Like even, even though it was independent, somebody, some producer said we cannot have every character in this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. their face behind a mask. Yeah. And I would make that choice too. I mean, yeah. I would, oh, I would I'm not saying I would make it. I, I, the yeah. one thing is, I like, I like that she. I'm just saying. I like is, that, is she, that in the original comic as well. Mm. Oh, that, that I don't know. I, I think it's just. I think the trope is just the dread never takes. That, that, that's just who he is. He's, right. he's yeah. the you know he's that guy who you never know what his no one knows what he looks like because he always has his helmet on, but uh, or at least not in the comics. And uh, again. Uh, Mike, you made a really good point about um, how feminist a movie this is. Yes. Do you want to jump on that one? Because I yeah. thought that was a really interesting observation. Um, the, yeah, this movie is surprisingly, for, for all the, the violence and gore and, and testosterone of it, um, like you say, I, I is also a very feminist movie. Here's his boss. Yeah. And she is a woman. And she's not dressed sexy or anything like that. She's dressed almost like he is. Anderson is dressed pretty much the same way he is. And and, and you know Cersei. there are female judges later. And then and then yeah, um, Cersei or uh, <laughs> yeah, Mama, Mama, Mama is Just is Cersei. Yeah, being uh, there. This this movie is full of powerful women, and nobody thinks that's even worth remarking upon. Yeah, like nobody. They don't. He doesn't call. You know, he doesn't call Mama a bitch or anything like that. It's it never occurs to anyone to address 
the gender of whoever they're they're yeah. talking to or right. dealing with. Yeah. It never occurred to Dred's, anyone. Dred's problem with her as a judge is nothing to do with her being a girl. Yeah. She's a rookie. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, you know, just like, it's not because she's a girl and, and like, uh, there's no, you know, his, his boss is giving him an order. You're going to take him out. You're going to take her out on the street and you're going to put her through a test, you know. Another movie, uh, you know, might might have him somehow like you know, yeah, chicks sticking together, blah blah blah. You know, make some kind of comment to the character, make some kind of comment. Yeah, it's just no, it's just his his boss is female. Yeah, no, it's it's an order and that's it. It's not the fact that there are powerful women. The the male characters aren't emasculated by that. Yeah. They don't feel like they have to prove that they're still men and they're still putting the women in their place or anything like that. It's just yeah. you know, you could you could. No one gives mama no shit whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody respects the mama. You could uh, you could basically exchange the genders of pretty much every character and have it played the same. Well, the only thing that's really gender related at all <clears throat> is the fact that she was a she former was a, prostitute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But she, she will literally emasculate you yes. if you cross her. <laughs> so, this, so best of us to leave that topic alone. Yeah. I think this is the one probably gratuitous use of the slow-mo. I really don't care because it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's really beautiful. Good. It was a spe- a particularly beautiful in, in 3D. They shot it with I the bet, uh, yeah. the Phantom... Uh, I think it was the Phantom Flex or there was a new, a new Phantom camera. Um... That could do up to three thousand frames per second. I don't think they did, but they certainly went a lot further than you know sixty. Um, but uh, I, I do also think it's necessary because the slow mo is the slow mo is a plot device, but we really only see people use it when horrible things are happening to them. Yeah. <laughs> so there's got to be one moment where you kind of get this is why this drug is so right, popular. Yeah. This is what it's you know that's why a, that's people are into it. Kind of what confused me. I don't say confuse it, but it popped out at me in the sense that if you're living in this horrible world where everything sucks all the time, what's the appeal of a drug that makes exactly that speed up? That you're, <laughs> well, it, it, I think, it, I think that's why drug, you have to. It's it, probably because it, it makes it yeah, beautiful. It makes everything it, everything yeah. wonderful. Well, it makes it time. yeah, it makes it beautiful, but it also for those moments, you know, obviously most other people in the block don't have a nice bath like that, but right. they yeah. probably have something. So you have that drug for that one moment in the day where you get a piece yeah. of chocolate. Well, right. like, I think I think it's in the, when they when they hit the drug den a little later. I think it's just pretty clear that just it, it also is euphoric yeah but it's yeah. euphoric and and the euphoria lasts virtually longer than it really does right it's like it's like a hit of it's like one hit of a thing that makes you feel like you had an hour of happiness when actually it only lasted 10 seconds but yeah. it felt like it felt like a long time and but then you know they go right to the misuse of it which yeah. is like oh this is messed up yeah. this is twisted and and normally i wouldn't normally i wouldn't throwing uh, away know, perfectly good slow mother feel i i have a problem with a pov shot but but the sensation of it, even not in the, a shot like this, is what made me want to try it again in 3D because you feel it. You the feel it slow-mo. going over <laughs> the balcony and yeah. hitting down, and even that, even that just little move, it's like, oh, uh, I felt that in my yeah. gut, and yeah. it's freaking me out. There you go, and then straight to this, it's like, bam! Wow, this is gnarly. Yeah, this is some gnarly stuff. Yeah, there's but, three of them, sweetie. Run. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but. And and it's interesting what you were saying because I'm not like I've never seen the Hostel movies. I've seen some of the yeah, song movies. I've no interest in. And seeing those it. those are the uh, like like I said in my review. This is this is a brutal movie, but it's not reveling in the the brutality. In the it's, chat, not, it's not. Ewing says, "Hallelujah, it's raining men." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely soaking wet. But it's um, uh, it's it's just going. Look, that's. 
If you threw someone <laughs> yeah, off a balcony in my lap, that's what happened. They so explode. Just, that's just yeah. how we're going to we're just going to show Especially if you skin them first, it's yeah. going to be extra the shot extra later gross. on, which I'm sure With we'll the, get the, to. The brains, just the guy's brains all over or, or mama. Or the, yeah, mama. Mama yeah. shot. That was like, wow, okay. But yeah, it was just when they're going to walk in and explode. The guy's got his brains splayed all over the place. I was like, wow, movie. Yeah. You went there. Okay. I'm impressed. It's funny because I just saw X-Men First Class for the first time the other day, and I was surprised. There's a scene in that where they show Magneto killing a guy slowly. Oh, yeah. With a piece of metal that he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's controlling telepathically, and it, it just slowly pushes it through someone's head. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one, Are we really doing this? That made yeah. me drop my jaw. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. That's pretty this movie. Uh, Just slowly worms its way through the guy's skull like oh my god now right here the the uh, just you were talking about the helmet thing before is like yeah she talks about it interferes with my psychic vibrations which okay that's yeah. fine i but i did kind of go i did I, I i did share that it's like you know of all things to like well i kind of like your home like just there was, but just a tiny bit just 10 seconds of why she doesn't have her helmet because well they don't expect to be in a shootout right. they're just going to yeah. invest in a homicide that's already happened but you know just something about didn't put her helmet on. I agree. Took it they off, they took it off it. for some reason. Took it off to talk to this guy, but then when the doors closed, it was it was over on the other side. Yeah, they, I, you know, I, just, I was a little, I, just a little just, I was bugged by that. The helmet is. Yeah, they do hang a lantern like a, on it though. Well, they hang well, lanterns. I, mean, I agree with Trey. It, it, it could have been a big one with the psychic ability. Yes, but the helmet seems like such a crucial piece of equipment yeah. in that scenario that you would want a little bit more. Although I do like the sort of echo that I get the hit off of her not having the helmet because it screws with her telepathic powers. Yeah, or, or tele, yeah, telepathic powers because it reminds me of like guys in war, like in Korea or Vietnam, would take off their helmet because it makes yeah. their hearing a little bit different. Yeah, some people, and if they're if they're trying to know. get through the brush, they need to be able to hear perfectly. Some some people, the logic or you know was it back at a certain time. You know, don't wear the flak jacket. It doesn't actually stop the thing that will kill you. Yeah. So, and it just slows you down. I'd rather be able to run from the <laughs> thing that wants to kill me than than stand up to an explosion. It's a, uh, the illusion it's, of it's interesting though because most people it it's it has seemed like in you know showing it to people most people notice. It's it's so perfectly timed because most people notice she's not wearing the helmet. Like really notice. Right when they address it, yeah, because because that's the point where they're about to go start shooting some people. So everyone's like, "Wait a second, where's your helmet?" And the movie goes, "Wait, where's your helmet? <laughs> Where is your helmet?" Yeah. Um, now speaking of her, uh, by the way, this this actress uh, Olivia Thirlby, I believe, was her name. Um, she's really she's really 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 good. First mm-hmm. of all, in this, I think she does an amazingly good job. You know, in a movie where traditionally this role is so often fulfilled by an actress who is not really 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 good. Yeah. Um, usually they're really 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 pretty, but she manages to be both. Um, and I looked her up because I didn't really recognize. She was in a movie uh, called uh, The Darkest Hour, which was kind of oh. last year's kind of low budget, kind of interesting, but kind of not that good. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi. Written it looked by, cool, but written it... by John Spates, by the way. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, that was a movie that. Had had a really interesting idea, and some of the execution was interesting. Um, I have no memory of her in it whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, uh, it almost makes me want to revisit it just to just to check out what she did in that one. But um, that was a movie that was like uh, trying to do something, but didn't really achieve it as as elegantly, yeah. um, largely because of a dumb script that had lots of, this will shock you from a John Spates script, but you know, a lot of invented science, like I've invented science that will make th- their science be non-sciencey. Look, let me shoot science 
science at them. Oh, I have defeated their science with my science. Um, it really has some bad stuff like that in it, but uh, it, it basically creates... He should write the Portal movie. Exactly. It basically creates... A, Darkest Hour creates a, a scenario of this un, unbeatable enemy and then has to like just sort of make shit up to be able to defeat them. That was That's the problem with that movie's basic story. But uh, she was in that. She's been in a lot of things, but I really didn't recognize her at all. But um, but I really... I, I Now I'm now I'm an Olivia Thirlby fan because I think she really nails this one. And I already was a uh, uh, Lena Headey fan, of course. As I said about this movie, I said, this movie answers the question, what if Cersei was on meth? <laughs> because she's basically doing Cersei Plus in this. Where not, now Cersei is just doesn't give a shit about yeah, anything. tweaked out Cersei. Yeah. Which is, I think, was also a semi-justification for her slow-mo scene is that, you know, she's not, she doesn't have any grand plan. Her, you know, her, her grand plan is just, well, I, I don't want anyone to mess with me and I want to get through the day. And, yeah. and this is how she chooses to make that possible by, you know, she has no great, you know, plan about, and once we take over this block, then we will enact social justice or whatever. She goes, no, I just, I want to get high and not have people beat me. And that's, that's all I'm about. So it's interesting in the sense that it's a reversal and the usually drug dealers are not customers of their own products. Right? <laughs> yeah, really. So it's interesting that in, in this, she very clearly is a drug addict as well as the drug. Yeah. Man. She, she has no higher more yeah. pretense of anything. She's like, I like this stuff myself. Yeah. Now, speaking of which, it was—it's very funny that we have, of course, uh, our main drug dealer from the Wire playing. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, they, they've literally just lifted him right out of the Wire and just put him into the future. <laughs> He's exactly the same guy, uh, playing exactly the same character, which is—it's it's really kind of fascinating. In um, when you're dealing with a, a you know a, a particularly a science fiction movie, um, it's always useful to have the rookie character because then. You can sure. explain, explain things, to them. Yeah. Uh, but they but they do that. They do it in a in an interesting way. They do it. They reverse that by by having the rookie be the one explaining everything to Dread. But it's, it's it's it doesn't come off as an as you know because she's on evaluation, so she has to prove oh, that she's she knows it. Herself. Okay, she's so everything she's explaining that's going herself. On, she's she's demonstrating that she knows the yeah, knowledge. So yeah. so everything that she says, the, it's for our benefit. Right. But it plays because she's she has to demonstrate that she has that knowledge. That's she, a good point. She's being tested all the time, yeah. so it doesn't feel like exposition or like as you knowing. I want to draw a parallel here because I have a, a conversation, perhaps. Um, we're going to talk today about Dread, and also we're doing Looper today as well. Uh, and one of the things we're going to talk about on Looper is the sort of second magic being of what's going on with the TK stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. But this has the exact same thing going on. Mm -hmm. This is a sci-fi dystopian future with a character where like well, some of the population but there's no has time this weird travel. supernatural. There's, there's only one magic being. Dystopia is not a magic being. Dystopia is a world. It's a setting. Yeah. yeah. Time travel and, and TK is the problem with Looper. But, if, but even if you want to... to you know, give it that, that, okay, let's say that the dystopia and the setup and all of that, <laughs> we'll call that a magic bean, maybe. <laughs> but it isn't. But it isn't. But, but even... But go ahead and make your argument. Even granting Trey's that. right. That's a good point. Even yeah. granting that, um, this is also set well into the future as opposed to only a generation away. This is set after a, a yeah. some kind of nuclear disaster. There is radiation poisoning. There are, yeah. There is mutation and stuff like that. And that's where her abilities come yeah. from as opposed to just, there's TK now for yeah. some reason. And it's still rare. They, they talk about how she's the best, you know, it's not like yeah. all the judges are psychic or anything uh, like that. So she's like the result of what happened here anyway. Yeah, yeah. She would, yeah. yeah. I see. It's, 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 it's a mutation that... It's just playing out the idea then. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they've managed to 
tie it into the setting if, like Mike yeah, says, you're say. con- you're com- you're considering the setting as the magic bean, which isn't even really as Trace. Yeah, the way you do it. This is it, this is uh, actually the this weirdly the, is, this, this is gnarly. How is this movie not coming up in the national discussion? I know it's it's funny because because uh, nobody that, saw that, it that ties, exactly. exactly that ties right into uh, to um, I was just about to reference uh, uh, John Stewart talking about uh, you know the Sandy Hook. We were doing this recently after oh. the Sandy Hook massacre, um, in which well, it's also not. But to be fair, it's also not sexy. That's not a, exactly. This isn't something that, you watch and you go, "I want to get into." I, a I totally want to do that. No, no, no. But the uh, John Stewart said something on, on, on a commentary on the Daily Show about Sandy Hook, uh, talking about how and, and he talked about how the NRA is you know doing this and, and trying to you know not doesn't want to blah blah blah. You know, we all know the arguments. Um, and he said, "So what it boils down to is everyone wants to hold on to their guns in fear of a future utopia." And that's a future dystopia, and that's why we can't fix the dystopia we live in. Yeah, yeah. and and so so the idea is like that was the first time I ever thought I ever saw someone say we live in a dystopia right now, and and so that's that's why that's why this is not a magic bean. This <laughs> this is just us a little worse off. Right. There's nothing magic about that. We're mostly living this world already. Our Which, judge, our, our police don't dress like this. And what else is different? I don't I don't know what else is different about this. Which There's is, nothing magic about this scenario. Which is what makes this uh, which is what makes this uh you know other than that there's some fantastical elements like her being psychic and stuff like that it makes this a legitimately great science fiction story because it's doing what science fiction does going okay here's us push that 50 years into the future where everything that's bad gets worse what kind of world are we looking at what what is it because everything it, you know, in this world, the judges and all of that, you got 800 million people in, in a situation like this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the summary execution thing, you, can, you probably just You can got absolutely to. see how if, if yeah. society became, you know, collapsed a bit under its own weight, that this is a completely plausible thing that might end up being yeah. a thing that, you know, we don't have time for this. It's like if you are caught, you know, the, the trade-off is that the judges don't get everybody and crime mostly goes unpunished because they can't be everywhere. Right. But, but if they but, do. But the trade-off is... If you get caught by a judge, they're they're putting a bullet in your head right there on the spot. Yeah. And and I can see how that could have been, you know, after a, after a fucking global Armageddon, that's the kind of society where they might go, well, for now, this is how we're going to do it. Right. And 100, so, and 100 yeah. years later, it's like, we're still doing it that way because we haven't really we haven't gotten a handle enough. on anything else. We're just going to do this for the time being until yeah. we figure it all out. And then 100 years later, oh, we, yeah, I guess we... But this is just the really way we've always done it. Exactly. So, yeah. The, uh, again, th- by the way, they, I feel really bad for Ron Weasley in this... <laughs> Yeah, it is a rough time. And thank God the movie doesn't get into that other than just to present it as as a scenario and doesn't like you know, this movie isn't about overturning the paradigm. Right. It's not about yeah, yes. that's the revolution, as that's you pointed what it out. Normally would be. Yeah. yeah. It's not about we must end this and it, it uh, now now and the original Judge Dredd was about that. The, yes. the the rumor was about, you know, that the whole judge system is actually corrupt and it has to be, you know, it is time for the people, you know, this judge's it was ultimately it was the the the, the Stallone one was kind of like in all in the end, judges are this is a bad system and this is wrong and this is fascism and we should end it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know which is like, well that's not the message of the comic at all, because the message the comic is this is this is what it is this is this is, this is all we have um this movie i think it does kind of one again just a detail i'm not looking for you know somebody's you know big agonizing heartfelt scene but the fact that it they bring in the corrupt judges spoiler uh later and no one bats an eyelash about that in fact they don't seem no one seems surprised about there are, are these corrupt judges mm-hmm. which again i don't know the mythology of dread and all that kind of stuff but it seems like 
someone should have said, wait, what? <laughs> you know, we, the, the, it, would, it would have been better if we had gotten some inkling of whether that has never happened before, whether it happens yeah. every other week. The, the, Just that a, a sense of, okay, is this a, a problem yeah. that is because, part of our model? Because it, like, and there, there's no indication earlier, like, and they could have, they could have planted that seed in the scene with him, with the supervisor right from the beginning. It's like, does... Is it known that there are corrupt judges and we just don't know right. which ones they are? Or is it completely unheard of that there are right, corrupt exactly. judges? I, uh, to, to me, I got the impression and like, I, I, that actually made – that's what makes Dredd an interesting character to me because I look at that and I go, they make more sense to me than he exactly. does. Exactly. Yes, I agree that, that in this world, why not be corrupt? Yeah. You know, why not just get what you can get, which is what those other judges are all about. Yeah. And, you know, Dredd, the thing about Dredd is he has whatever that moral code is that he's following, he is following it. Yeah. You know, and he is staying with it. And, and it's like, but why? Why, why exactly. does Dredd do that? And that's what, fa that's what even though no. he doesn't, do, you know, do much, you don't really dig into the character. The fact that you know that that's there, yeah. you go, why? I, I want to know more about him. It's just that he immediately seems to suspect the other judges, you know, when he has that first when he finally meets the other judge and immediately he goes well something's off about this guy mm -hmm. and yeah he, you know he has a they justify why he is suspicious but still there's just the the sense of you know i felt, felt like there was a missing detail in there that you know it, it's it felt like the movie just sort of assumed that we would assume that they were corrupt judges yeah um it tries to play up the shocking moment of <laughs> just speaking of shocking moments here's one yeah. where they just off the poor beggar dude for for no particular reason okay there we go and the spreading pool of blood just for fun. But um, it, again, it's, it felt like just I felt like there was one little tooth in the gear missing there that I would have liked to see just yeah. a little bit more. Just like not like don't tell me the whole history of corrupt judges, but tell me how these characters feel about corrupt judges. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, God, I knew that, you know, or holy shit, you, you guys, are, you're, you're working for mama. That totally sucks because no one's ever done that before. I just didn't know how how that was how that fit it, into the it, big world. It seems to me like. You know, the the to to me I took it as everyone's kind of you know, you see how the other judges know dread and stuff like that. I think dread is is famous or infamous yes. within within the, that, yeah. the Hall of Justice, not because he's he's a great judge, which obviously he is. Well well to an extent, because he's a great judge <laughs> and because he's not on the take. Yeah. He's the one that they can't trust because yeah. he's not on He's the, the untouchable. He's, yeah. he's the Elliot Ness. He's the one that... Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's why the other judges probably don't like him. And, Which begs and, uh, the question, is his captain corrupt or, you know, where does she fit into that scheme right. of things? Mm -hmm. So, it, again, it just, it just sort of, like I said, it just... It, I, I wish there was a little bit more of a thing. I, I, I lean more toward judges aren't aren't usually corrupt and it's not something expected mm -hmm. um because if it is then then you would think that they would reference that uh -huh. otherwise you know it's like it's again in the briefing scene with the with the commander in the beginning would be you know you know it's like like maybe that's what she's for you know i was like maybe that's why why we want a psychic we want to be able to like root out uh -huh. the you know she's going to be ones. she's going to be the she's going to be the new you know uh what is Internal it I, affairs. IAD you know yeah. she's she's the new IAD and you know she's going to rat out the the corrupt judges mm -hmm. you know and, and how does how does dread feel about that thought yeah. you know or whatever just again just a, a detail yeah. i felt was was missed I, t I take it that he's probably suspicious of all other judges yeah, and that's he, case, so yeah. he's um, well he's probably suspicious of everybody that's but, true and that's, that's true. why he's the best judge that there yeah. is and that's you know and again i you know i'm i'm nitpicking i mean you know this a movie like this is like the fact there's there's only nits to pick yeah. Because it's yeah. it's largely it it functions it does its job it's uh it's entertaining and it gets where it, it's where it meant to go. By the way, you made a joke about him um calling him Ron Weasley. He actually played Bill Weasley 
in the that's, uh, okay. Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> See, and there you my go. brain yeah. connected him to Ron Weasley. He looks like Ron Weasley. And he's Domino Gleeson, the son of Brendan Gleeson, who played Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, that's like Okay, that's His dad is Brendan Gleeson? Yes. Fuck that guy. Nice. I want him to be my dad. Yeah. We were talking a second ago about how the, the, the John Stewart thing about this is the dystopia <laughs> and other ways of sort of crafting a dystopia. Uh, you know, just think about it like now, but it never gets better and it just gets worse. That's how you do it. That's how you write one of those. I had a conversation with someone a while back. They were trying to figure out how to write their sci-fi movie. And we were, it was like an informal conversation. We're just chatting. And he said, how do I do this or that? And I ended up saying something that later I was like, wait, that might actually be a good idea. <laughs> uh, in terms of how to world build a sci-fi movie, like a minority report type sci-fi movie is write your perfect utopia like imagine every complexity of your own perfect utopia and then make an argument against it that's the plot of your movie figure out some reason why your perfect utopia is totally horrifying that's how you write a sci-fi movie yeah you and figure out you figure out the crack and, somewhere in the and, whole and, system and, and you come up with firefly for example firefly yeah. minority Rep- i mean all of them yeah. all, you know well, it's, all, it's all a matter of law of unintended consequences like yeah, okay yeah. well this is the problem we see in our society today this is our proposed solution to fix it and then it's in every way in which that proposed solution actually <laughs> breaks things even worse that you didn't think about when you exactly or you make the or, perfect utopia and then you just make an argument against it or the science fiction concept of but what do you lose and does uh-huh. that matter you know it's like okay that's good you want you know you want you want you want this well this would achieve it yeah. but at the cost of x right and how do you feel and are about, you willing to make that trade yeah, how do you yeah. feel about that that the um the the scene on the stairwell was it was interesting to me in watching it because he as as he does uh, several times dread basically says okay it's your assessment what do we do yeah and i yeah. get i get the impression that if she made the wrong call, he would still go with it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it is suggested that that's the case. If, if she made the wrong call, he would go with it. And if they survive, <laughs> then he will fail her. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. he's going to do what what but she he, says. He's going to let her take the lead. Yeah. I like the way that you're imagining Judge Dredd as the guy who gave me my driving test. <laughs> Apparently, I failed my first driving test literally instantly. Coming out of the wow. parking lot, I said, what's the speed limit up here? Apparently, that was you're supposed to know, so you failed. But he let me take the full 90-minute uh-huh. test. And at the end, he's like, you have failed the driver's test. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, shit. I knew it. The parallel parking thing, right? He's like, no, you failed immediately. Well, you could have just stopped. Did you lose your primary weapon? Yeah. (laughs) Did you take your helmet off? You could have just fucking stopped and said, you failed the driver's test. Let's just literally don't even pull out onto the street. Go back into the parking lot. You you failed. No, he did the entire thing. He let me go through the whole test. And at the end, he's like, yeah, you, you failed. When? At the beginning. But, you know, we just had to go through it for the fun of it. So, you know, some, uh, um, Anthony talked, uh, told, told me about, uh, his, uh, one of his, um, martial arts tests he was late to. So they, so the guy failed him, but still made him take the entire test. And then at the end went, Miyagi, well, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, as, yeah, exactly. So it was you like, have very yeah. little honor. No. <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> I just fucking that driver's test bums me out. He failed me immediately, but he didn't tell me. What no. the hell, dude? Would it have been better if he had told you and still made you do the entire test? I guess. We'll see. Well, between those two. Yeah, actually, because bad. actually, yeah. Just fuck least, it. We'll, well, we'll see. But, but, we're going to go rob a bank now. We'll see, but he, he could also go, next time you come back, also, also you blew parallel parking. You already no. failed X, but you're going to fail on parallel parking also if you don't fix on that. Too. He, he didn't tell me any more details. Like, well, oh, apparently, my, you did everything right. As far as, as far as I know, I did everything perfectly. I just asked a question wrong. Yeah. 
Anyway, he also had a. Did you guys when you were taking the driver's test? Did he have a brake on his side too? Yeah, we had that in driver ed. That's fucked up. Because yeah. I was like, or either that or the parking brake in a position that they could reach it. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, they can have that. My guy just had a pedal on the passenger well. Well, if you have a car design, you know, that's yeah, been modified yeah. to do that. But if you don't, then as long as the parking brake is. So, that's a shocking moment. She just she just wasted the guy. You know, it's like you you, you expect like th- there's going to be she's going to blah, 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 blah. Nope. She she caps him. Yeah. She totally caps him. Although now I'm thinking if she's a telepath and she can be incredibly empathic and get in someone's head, it might have been interesting to have a moment where she experiences what it's like for him, like when, what his brain is doing in that moment where, you know, <laughs> And, and like I think she silence. probably would not want to have that yeah. experience. <laughs> I think well, that, if that's part of the that, thing that's is probably part of what her experience no, was. It's it's yeah. worth um, it's possible, but it's uh, it's worth pointing out because some people have um, said that her her abilities seem inconsistent. But I think the thing is, Brilliant. she does have to focus. Yeah, it's she, not just stuff coming at her. She right. has to focus on it. Yeah. So, and I I really like the way that they they use it. I mean, they yeah. they they explore it in in a, a variety of different ways, and and that all makes sense. You know, it's like again. Okay, she can do this thing, you know. Yeah. Well, okay, then what? And and my favorite one is the one uh, that they're going to do in a, little, in a bit here um, that also ties into the the scene we just had, where she, you know, she 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 gleans the name of the person inside and goes, "Kathy, let me in." Yeah, you know, it's like what. Well, that's really cool, you know. I think that's really that's really slick, you know. That's a really, yes, that's a that's a thing that she she could probably do, and and that she would use in this situation, and and then later on, the you know, getting the getting the information out of uh, out of the guy from the wire, uh, <laughs> you know, and that and that also justifies having a trippy, you know, mind bending sequence, which is lots of fun and and all that. So so I think they really, you know. I don't. I didn't. I never felt it was inconsistent myself. Yeah. I, th- I think it I, is. I it is tied to the fact well. that she you know, she doesn't get the flashes of oh my god, you know, at the at the perfect she doesn't moment. Have the spider sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. She, she has to like you know she can't she can't use it in a shootout because she's in a shootout. Yeah. yeah. You know, I she, think I think some people think it's a spider, spider sense, sense yeah. and then when it doesn't yeah. work that way, they're like, well, that's inconsistent. Like it's just conveniently not working. Like right. later on, it, they, w- it would be it would be inconsistent if she had the spider sense in the beginning, right. but didn't have it at the climax or something. They basically talk about well, it's it's when she gets caught by this guy the the kids come out and they're distracting her and then this the, you know the 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 drug dealer grabs her and pulls her into the elevator it's right. like well how could she not see that coming it's like no no that's not yeah. how it works it doesn't <laughs> no, no. warn her she has to be f- she has to be focused on it and she's distracted by the kids which is why she doesn't see it coming right yeah she she has to project outward it doesn't come in to yeah. her right. she has to she has to it's make it happen force guys yeah, yeah jesus, jesus. but they get your magic beans straight yeah, they they did a. Um, it's it's interesting that they do a a decent job of, and again, it it kind of it makes sense with what little we even know of dread and how he works because it's like this guy is going to slow us down. Yeah, we're we are in trouble, and she doesn't she doesn't make we're the locked su- in a room with a thousand people who want to kill yeah. us. She doesn't yeah. she doesn't make the suggestion, but it's like you know we could just shoot him and say that we <laughs> did, like we're going to shoot a bunch of other people. We can easily just shoot this guy and um, but but. She doesn't, and you know. Even if you think about it, you're like Dredd would say no. Yeah, he wouldn't let her do that. Yeah, you know. Well, that's and and he even the question comes up. It's like he says, "Why are they so avidly after us?" Yeah, it's like it's because we have this guy. Yeah, and and that takes it to the next plot point, which is like, what's so good about this guy? No. We're, we're just taking him in for routine, you know, questioning because that's what you do. <laughs> but there's something else at foot here. Yeah. Foot here, and that's you know again, it's just escalating. Yeah, this was a that this was a a mistake on Mama's part, by the way. It's not, but it's not a 
a plot hole. It's a, a reasonable thing that yeah. a not, mistake she would make. She's not Patton. Yeah. <laughs> Which is she, she's a crazy drugged out yeah, mama, you exactly. magnificent yeah. bastard. Yeah, exactly. Your book. exactly. Like she's the, not a great strategist. She's just a crazy bitch. Yeah. The smartest thing for her to do, as she points out, she's yeah. she doesn't want this guy talking. The smart thing to do would just have some of her people go down and take him out yeah, before yeah. the judges can get him out of the block. But instead she goes, Let's all kill the judges. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been an interesting plot point if because not everything could have played out essentially the same. Right. And then like they could have had a moment where but when they finally they kill him. In the third uh, act. And like, what and the say the judge is like, all this for? See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sorry for the fuss. <laughs> or you know, I, again, I, I'm not saying that these anything these would be better, but you know, having our writers' room spitball session. What if Mama said to Dread, as Dread figures out for himself, he goes, you know, you think I think if we had just shot you, we would have just walked out of here. None of this no. would have happened. You know, they wouldn't have sealed the place up. It's it's because they want you. It's like, what if in the confrontation with Mama, if we hadn't already gotten rid of uh, the guy from the wire, um, the confrontation with Mama was Mama was like, hey, Judge Dread, you know. Love your work. Big fan. Uh, look, you just want to shoot that guy in the head and, and you and your partner can go. And, and for J- Dredd to go, nope, nope, I'm not taking that deal. No, yeah. that's not how we do things downtown. <laughs> to Dredd, you are messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I mean, that's a, you know, like I said, I'm not saying that's the better way, but right. you know, it would have been interesting. Might, certainly. An interesting idea to, to speculate. Really nice echo here. I, I really was surprised by this. That, yeah, uh, you know that uh, that they went for this. The fact that the movie took it here. Yeah, and 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 doesn't doesn't dwell on it too long. Doesn't dwell on it and doesn't yeah. it doesn't tell you how to feel about it other than well, this is just messed up for everybody, isn't yeah. it? You yeah, know, that this is and again, it's like this nobody is, comes out the winner exactly. Here. This is the world that this is the world they live in. That's all it's saying. Is, yeah, this is the world. So here's the bit where you know she's. Taking that in, yeah. she doesn't have a monologue or anything like that because Dread don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, exactly, that's a, <laughs> and, that's a fail. Yeah, just the look on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah. seriously, can we t- can we address the fact that Carl Urban looks like a fucking idiot the entire movie? <laughs> He's that's, doing that stupid affected frown the yeah, whole time. It's, the, it's that's the way the character is drawn. It really is. Oh, he, take he, a liberty. He, he, looks, he, looks, he, like a he does look like he does look just like a panel from the comic, for yeah. whatever it's worth, <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> that is certainly that is certainly the good. Uh, uh, I totally get why they cast Stallone because he had yeah. The, yeah. the face. He, but for but that when Stallone looks like that, he's not doing it. Right. It's just, just his face is, is shaped yeah. like an. Yeah. <laughs> Stallone's face is just shaped poorly. <laughs> Carl Herman's doing that intentionally, and why? <laughs> he's making his face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Big frowny, just dread face. <laughs> and Stallone with the love. Looks like, looks like Grumpy too. Cat. Mm. Yeah, exactly. He looks like Grumpy Cat. There was there there is a little bit He's of He's doing a, that uh, what's the what's the chick who got second place at the Olympics face? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kayla Kayla, Kayla, Kayla Mulroney. Mul- Mul- right. Mul- there is a there is an interesting <laughs> the little time. Um, error there where he's looking at all the bodies as they're coming up and he sees he sees the bodies on the stairwell above on it lists him on level 48 and the med center is on level 25 but they shot everyone in the stairwell before they went to the <laughs> med center the, so. oh hope someone lost their job over that one yeah, exactly <laughs> just thought i'd point that out i was pretty i'm pretty impressed by the the, the way the geography more or less hangs together yes. with this whole office block that there aren't there there's there's uh coming up in a little ways a little ways from now coming up there is there is one there is one plot hole for me, and you know, we can we can discuss. We'll discuss it when it happens. There's one plot hole in this movie that didn't hit me until the second time I watched it, because of course, for it to be a plot hole, it has it's a water cooler moment because it's like it's not a plot hole because the thing that makes it a plot hole hasn't been revealed yet. Right. 
<laughs> so so as the first time you're watching it, you just skate right on by it and you go, oh, okay. But then when you watch it the second time, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen like that because later we're going to find out X. So uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll, I'll point it out when we get there. We're, we're coming close, but, yeah. but the, uh, the movie, the movies, again, it's, it's, it's very hard to find. Well, wait, that's stupid. Why did they do that? Yeah. I mean, the movie pretty much, you know, well, because every, every few times does it not justify what happened? Yeah, exactly. Because every time you get to a point where that might happen, they either dread or Anderson goes, wait a second, why don't we just do this? <laughs> yeah. And the other well, one explains good. it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> In the chat room, Pavlich says that apparently Stallone has muscle failure on one side of his face. He does. He has, so, he has, he has yeah. his side of his face is paralyzed. Palsy, is it? Yeah. Is, it Somebody, Bell's, is it Bell's palsy? It's Bell's palsy. Yeah. Oops. Well, yeah. in that case, Stallone's face isn't retarded. <laughs> yeah, no, I take it back. That's Carl why, Urban's expression is. <laughs> yeah, Carl Urban's doing it. it He's Carl, doing it. Carl Urban's the real monster. Carl Urban's doing it with acting. Yeah, his face must hurt after doing yeah. this all day long. And I bet uh, his ears are kind of all. Preston. Have any of you guys me. ever heard Carl Urban like in an interview or something? Have you heard his natural accent? Yeah, he's a he's a New Zealander, Aussie. Yeah. But does he, but when he's speaking <laughs> in his normal unaffected accent, does he still really bite into R's and D's? no? That's that's him. That's him trying to be American. That's his American accent. American. Because I mean, well, you know, because he, he doesn't do that in uh, you know in uh, Lord of the Rings. You know? Holy shit, he was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I mean, he, he can do British. I mean, he does his British. You know, Britishy kind of. He did that in. They have forsaken these lands. Yeah, you know that is Queen's English. Kind yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, that yeah. that he can do, but for some reason, when he when he goes American, he gets kind of all teeth clenchy. It's a, well, well, well I mean, yeah. Hugo Weaving being Australian, he does yeah. the same thing. He he comes at it really yeah. hard. Uh, Damien and Damien well, Lewis. Damien Lewis. It keeps his mouth really tight and tiny, you know. Yeah, Jess, that's hard. Well, maybe just we as Americans clench our teeth a lot. And we that's, don't realize that's maybe it. how they. That's how we sound. To other yeah. countries. Yeah. That we clench our teeth and we don't open our mouths very wide. <laughs> we do. We do certainly hit the R's and stuff a lot harder. So that we they, sure do. Yeah. So they pell. We put R's in words that don't have R's. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to Washington. (laughs) My mom is incapable of saying putting clothes in the washer. Incapable. Washer? Incapable? Well, usually she she abreaves. So (laughs) she's going to put clothes in the wash. I said, Mom, say wash just once. And she's like, wash. (laughs) Can't do it. Coffee. It was like error. Error. (laughs) That explains Arkansas. Yeah, it does. Again, I'm, I'm... it was actually officially spelled with a W for a while there. Yeah, I'm wow. impressed. I'm still impressed by Ms. Ms. Olivia here. I think she does really. Good. I think she. I think she. Not only does she is she adorable and cute as a little bug there in her little in her little outfit, but uh, the <laughs> yes, what a wonderful feminist movie. Yeah, yeah I know. It's the like, podcast, well, not the, so much. Yeah. But the movie. Yeah. Trey's <laughs> just sitting here with a mint julep commenting. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she wants, oh, she's pretty. She's, she's cute as a bug, and I uh, want to take <laughs> take her to Washington. But no, she 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 does. You know, she performs really well, and she moves really well. I mean, you know, yeah. however much however much gun training she got, she absorbed it, and she looks credible as opposed to some other actresses. You know, who would be cast for being pretty and maybe even for being good actresses, but wouldn't like look good wearing armor and and you know toting a gun around and, and looking like they're in a shootout. I think she she acquits herself really well on all fronts here. So yeah, but um, but this scene especially where this weird little aside where you know it's like here's here's a, here's how here's how it is to be a psychic and a woman and a cop. I love in this world. I love that reversal though. Before yeah. you even get to any of the shocking, if I was going to shock you, I'd do this. <laughs> yeah. And before you even yeah. get to the actual shocking part, she just and if I wanted up. to hurt you, I would butt you with my gun, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
we're thinking about now. Who's the cop? But but of course, being a psych, I, t- I totally appreciate that too because he says, if I was trying to shock you, I'd be thinking about this. Can she cannot help herself from yeah. being like what? And yeah, then like, he looks and then she hits him in the head to make him yeah, stop. Yeah, exactly. She she checked it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she she was like, okay, I'll have a. Oh, geez. Yeah. She like peers. I, she's like I, peering. Oh, I think that oh, yeah, that yeah. may be why people people think it's something yeah, that, that, that comes he, that to he projected her it at because her. projects to her. Yeah. Yeah. And this, my mind. Most movies are most movies are content with one minigun. Yeah. No, no, this one, <laughs> this one, three, three is a good number. Yeah, and we'll just murder everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's where this is where the budget went. <laughs> just in terms of the, even even assuming that at least you know some maybe all of this is visual effects when they're actually firing, mm. but. Uh, not things. always a great idea to gatling out the load bearing walls. Yeah, yeah, you go through some you go through some serious ammo when you fire these things. Plus they get you you can't at least modern guns like this. My understanding is you can't actually run them for that long because they'll overheat and yeah. short. Yeah. Like it'll fall apart. To be to be fair, that may be true, but like she would give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's only using them this one time, yeah. clearly. That's what they're for. So yeah, this is pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah. And again, it's like I I'm just sort of like I, shocked and impressed at a movie that just has a scene like this like <laughs> here we go i think it's interesting that that shot is reflecting the the, the shocking, her little yeah. the shocking uh, uh, psychic vision it's like oh he was going he was t- trying to tell her about this <laughs> and here it is yeah dread is very lucky at running away from bullets clearly yeah. <laughs> that's part of it that's that's his magic bane <laughs> See, that makes more sense. Girl on the floor, yes, good idea. I just, I, again, this is just me, a tiny, tiny quibble, but the idea that I, if, if the, if the minigun can, can blaze through layers of cement, as, as they say in, uh, was it from Johnny Dangerously? Ooh, that's a nice gun. Yeah, it shoots through schools. <laughs> um, Ooh. <laughs> see, yeah, I know. It's a weird line now, but uh, uh, yeah. 1980, it wasn't so strange. But, uh, but the fact that, it seems like they're just up against yet another cement wall. I, yeah. I, I wanted them to like get behind, like you know, they're in a, they're in the like the local outpost of the bank, and they're you know they get behind the safe or something, right. some kind of something, one little square that manages to stand up to the to the to the bullets. Yeah. Well, it is being it is being shot through. Obviously, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just, it just how do they you know? It's really lucky that all three of them didn't get hit once, and everyone else on that entire block got, yeah. got blown to shreds. Except for except for the kid, they they have a a, a shot of the the yeah, one kid we the see, one kid. He'll, he'll, kind he'll, of crawling. See through him the survive. Wreckage. They they save the cat on that one. Yeah, which is it's an, it's interesting that the movie pulls its punch in that way, in a sense. But it's also it's also not pulling its punch because he's like, wow, he just saw his entire yeah, family his entire get massacred. Just got massacred, and it lands so many other punches. That yeah, yeah. When you when you pull just the one, you're not really pulling anything yeah. at all. Yeah. Welcome to Mega City. And yeah, then you know, it's, uh, like I said, just connecting the dots really nicely. They they establish like when the when the building's in lockdown, communications don't work. As soon as they're outside, hey, communications, <laughs> they yeah. just right to it. They they didn't forget that or anything like that. Yeah. They just they they, they, which, they which, point straight, which some movies decide, don't do. They did decide to to just kind of walk back in and go. This is something we have to deal with ourselves. Yeah, so nope. they, no, no, no. They, they call for backup down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call for backup, and they the only reason they go back inside is like we're up against a wall. At least yeah. if we go back exactly. in there, we can keep moving. Yeah. Like they 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 could just stick their head out of a hole and shoot us from here. We, yeah, we got to get back in. 
Or, yep. we, or we could jump, yeah. <laughs> or as or as I say in uh, Butch Cassidy's Sundance Kid, well, they could surrender to us, but I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> and surrounding them's out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, they did jump, and they just happened yeah. to yeah. land on the skate park. Got, I just they like the, the urban balcony pl- the place has. I just like the urban planning that requires. By the way, on our giant weirdo mega apartment complex mall, we do need to have an outdoor skate park for the kids. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sure. You I'm look sh- at the outside wall. It's just a vertical face. Yeah, with, and with a half one, pipe. With one skate room. Just a half pipe. I'm sure. I'm why'd sure you put no it outside? Than, well, why would you put it inside? Come on. Yeah. Sure, no more than 10 kids. This isn't hooked. 10 kids a year go off the building. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? It's like you've ever been on a cruise and play ping pong at the just yeah. the... <laughs> Ping pong, which is a trail of ping pongs <laughs> yeah, behind every cruise exactly. ship in the world. And then you, you go, we need more ping pong balls. You know, we keep running out. It's weird. We, <laughs> we should remember to bring more ping pong balls next cruise. <laughs> now we just have a table with two paddles that have no function whatsoever. And now I'm thinking it'd be a nice touch in like a Life of Pi slash Castaway kind of movie where someone's out at sea and stuck there. That just one ping pong ball floats by and they're like, what the fuck is that? Wilson Jr. Where'd that come from? Wilson! Well, they probably all make their way to the Pacific garbage patch eventually. Eventually, yeah. yes. And then you just go collect them. Yeah. Someone's making a good living getting Ooh, that's a good business ping model. Pong. Yeah. Recycled ping pong balls. It's good for the environment and okay for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mama's urban renewal project is not working out as well. <laughs> it was uh it was interesting to me when, when he makes the um when he's making the call and he's saying, you know, I can't we can't hold our position and stuff. The fact that it's very small, but he Kind of seems a little scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He, he's when he says, "If they come for us, we've got nowhere to go." It's he's not he's not being super hard there. He's he's stating a fact, he's and going, he's kind of scared yeah, about it. Well, Carl Urban is a great actor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> With that, from, that from chin, just, from just below his nose to the tip of his chin. <laughs> yes. I like the touch of the uh, the That's flag. Cool. The, well, oh. the, the little the flag, yeah, the and the flag. So it's mm. it's still the American flag, but only with five stars. So I guess <laughs> are there five megacities? Is that what? Or, it is, or or the rest of the states aren't really technically usable anymore? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, there's five, I guess. It may that that mythology may well be covered in uh, in Judge Dredd. Yeah, the the full Judge Dredd yeah. uh, comic. But still, the thirteen stripes. We're still holding yeah. on to that. Well, this is that's the original colony. Yeah, so that's how we started. No matter, exactly. <laughs> regardless no. of where we are now, no matter where it goes, that's where we started. <laughs> we yeah. had thirteen. <laughs> We're down to five now. <laughs> <laughs> but remember when we had 13? That was awesome. That'll always be the dream. Yeah. Yeah, but the... Uh, I, I, I like that it is so recognizably a classroom, too. You look at it and go, I know those chairs. Yeah, I know what chairs. this is. Yeah. it's What's really creepy is the, is the, the dystopia. But, you know, what... What about this is that different than the world we live in? I yeah. mean, this is this is not that different. People aren't, you know, those kids aren't riding hoverboards out there on the skate yeah. park. You know, there's, it's like other than the the legal system is different, but still not something where we go. I don't understand that legal system. This is a legal system that I'm sure there are people who would go. Imagine, we should just totally do that. Imagine a future where it's almost exactly the same. Just the motorcycles are kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, the motorcycles are bigger and heavier and smoother. Yeah, I mean, just like like you said, putting everything uh, into the future, it's like, boy, you think classroom overcrowding is a problem now? Yeah, really. Look at it right there. Wait till the entire city's in. And the the concept of of the, uh, 
you know, the city in a building, um, they never use the word arcology, but that's that's the the given term for that. Yeah. Um, and it's a very real concept. Obviously, it has yet to be done, but uh, from SimCity. Yeah, I've Sim seen City calls it the arcology, but then yeah. again, they didn't invent it. That's that's what that's the given name for it. Um, obviously, uh, Blade Runner. Uh, didn't talk about it, but showed that idea um, of of the giant mega mega block, the vertical city. A lot of uh, you know you, you, that does show up in a lot of science fiction. A lot of futurists talk about yeah. stuff like that because because it makes sense. There's a certain yeah. point where you, there's nowhere to go but up. So yeah. if there are more people, you got to just take them up. It's usually it, it's usually in a, a more utopian sense where it's like oh there's yeah. you is know, it lovely we live in this wonderful gardens place. and yeah hanging gardens and stuff like that, but. Um, There's a movement to, to essentially do that, but uh, with artificial uh, islands or, or large crew. I ships. think those are cool. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. I've seen those uh, proposals online. Like, like, yeah, like, planned communities, but basically, it's generally um, uh, libertarians, like libertarian groups right. that want, like, yes, we want to be outside the rule of law of yeah. everybody. And none of them society. played Bioshock, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that was a surprisingly artistic <laughs> sequence. Mind sequence. Yeah, it was like nightmarish but artistic and beautifully shot. And who knows? You know, crazy movie. Again, John Carpenter never got that flashy with his yeah. with his stuff, but uh, he should have. But I did. John I did. Carpenter looks like <laughs> the grandpa in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory now. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Does. I did think it was um, again interesting in an interesting. Uh, um, a kind of way to to subvert the typical gender roles and stuff like that because he's you know he he does uh, essentially threaten to rape her uh, at at least once or, or makes implications you know he's he's sending her those images and stuff like that or or you know she's receiving um, she looks into his head and that's that's what he's got in there um, and and once she gets into his head that's the first thing he thinks of is is you know uh, doing that and I like that it's subverted by her going oh no no you have no idea what rape is let me show you yeah. <laughs> and then proceeds yeah she's like oh mama you know could bite your dick off that's yeah. also you know, how about that uh, there's always that risk. So, I feel so bad for Mr. Weasley. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to because yeah, exactly. He's Again, to. he's you know he's the he's the he's the obligatory hacker dude who can make anything happen. But in an unusual move, you don't always get to see this. You know, it's like he's he's an unwilling hacker yeah. dude. He he didn't want this job. Should have gone to work at IBM. This is yeah, bullshit. really. I mean, Wish I, I knew I should have started my own company. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had That's quit. actually how we'd keep Holden um, around. Yeah. That's, yeah. We, we, we replaced his eyes and we, we he looks a little like hold Holden. a knife to him keep sometimes. A knife to his belly. If yeah, Holden grew his hair out, yeah. And his eyes kind of broke. And, yeah. Gave him Jordy LaForge eyes. Which I like the... Uh, I'm, I'm, I like the fact that even though you see her tear a guy's eyes out and then you see a guy with artificial eyes... I don't think you make the. I didn't, and, and I, didn't I don't until think we were well, that's it why now. they show it to you twice. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you don't you don't make the connection until you yeah. see her look into the past and you see that yeah. event as part of his past, and you go, oh, because yeah. because you see that happen before you know who he is, right. and by the time he's introduced, yeah. you've forgotten that, and his artificial eyes. You're like, well, it's sci-fi, so sure he'd yeah. have artificial eyes, and especially if he's a hacker, of course he'd have artificial eyes because computers, Cause, <laughs> yeah. Cause science we, and technology. Reasons. So yeah, this movie is this movie is definitely soft on kids. Yeah, <laughs> why do kids get a free pass? 
I like that it does a it, it does a really good job of inter, of making them kids. Yeah, of being you know you do it. You <laughs> That's do it. true. It's I like, don't want to do it. Yeah, we have to shoot them. <laughs> exactly, but but in that kind of situation where yeah. it's like we have to we have to go murder a cop. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> no, Mama no. says to. Yeah. And again, it's like the. The, just like everyone else, some of, some of the bad guys are genuinely bad guys, but most of them are people like, well, we, we freaking live here and she runs the place. Yeah. So we, you know, we're stuck with it. We yeah. have to do, and, and at least we'll be rewarded if we do this. Yeah. So those are our options at this point. The, it's this, actually a pretty nice slice of a uh, profile of gang life. In, in yeah. That sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, this is not like, this doesn't happen now. Yeah. Like, that's not a magic bean. That's yeah. South Central. Yeah, what's what's all what's interesting to me and it, it, going back to there are little moments in here where they don't really get into it, but there are things Dread does that make you go, "What is going on with him?" in a in a good way. It makes you curious about him because the fact well, is th- actually this moment right here where he he. He sets it up so he can draw on the two kids, yeah. but he doesn't shoot them. Yeah, yeah. he sets it up and he and he warns them that he is well within his rights, yeah. especially yeah. once they've shot at him. It's like that's an attempted murder of a judge. He could kill them yeah. if he were so inclined, but he chooses to stun them instead. <laughs> and well, he does that even in the beginning with the guy who who clearly has broken the law. He's like, you know, saying saying if you put your gun down right now, I'll give you life imprisonment. Right. Yeah. You know? But if you don't, I will kill you. So like, he, he has the ability to make the call. Okay. So here's the, here's the plot point. Okay. She knows he can't fire that gun. Ah. Uh. We don't know that yet because that scene hasn't happened. But he can't actually pull that trigger and blow her uh-huh. up. Actually, he could exactly. blow. He could blow her up. Technically, yeah, we do know that because it's the very first shot of the movie. It's true. That, well, it mentions but it but mentions the idea. It, yeah. it doesn't mention what happens. But yeah. it just seems like she's not as helpless as you might think, and she knows that, right? Because he can't he can't shoot her with that gun. Um, so it's kind of like, well, then, and we know that she can handle herself, and we know that she can, you know, throw an elbow when she needs to. So it seems strange that she doesn't take this opportunity when the two of them are alone and he can't fire the gun at her right that she doesn't go screw that because obviously she's going to a much worse scenario um so the only thing that would make i was kind of thinking you know well if you could somehow say that this was a plan that she yeah. wanted to be taken hostage but anytime that that's uh, a plot point we've had enough of that yeah. exactly lately. anytime that that's a plot point i kind of go i i, I I I don't think that's ever a good plan. <laughs> you know. I think I think she was So, and it's not. I mean, I'm not saying that's what they're doing here because clearly they're not. Yeah. But it's just it's just a missing thing is like the movie it's a water cooler moment because it's it's not a threat that he's holding her gun on her and she knows that. And and yet the movie doesn't cop to the fact that that's right. that's the case. I I I'm I think I'd be willing to give it to her just in the sense like, well, she was really frightened. <laughs> like yeah. she wasn't thinking Which, clearly. But that's just, got, that's, then that, I would say, well, that's like the one sort of like, well, cause you know, she's a, why? Cause she's a girl. We've already seen she's that, a rookie. It's yeah. her first day. Yeah. We've yeah. already, well, we've already seen that she can handle herself. That's been the whole point okay. for her to like suddenly kind of go, oh no, he's got me in a loose chokehold. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they probably covered that in, you know, uh, judge training at yeah, some point. Um, not to mention the fact that. By the way, the perp can't kill you with your own gun. So, right. so like I said, it's just a, it's it's a it's a moment that the the movie does get a bump because we don't know the the plot point. But it bugs me that she knows that plot point. Mm-hmm. She knows he can't shoot her. So, why is she just like I'm so helpless, helpless, <laughs> and allows herself to be taken to what is clearly going to be a much worse scenario, as opposed to at least making the attempt when it's just him and her in the elevator right. to, to 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 overpower him. 
Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily have hurt. She's like, as she, long as she she could she will she, well, she could it, attempt to well, fight back and then fail. Be well, overpowered. Well, yeah. But the, other, but the other problem is we've also established that she can rock his jock just by shooting something into his mind. Yeah, she could like distract him for a that second. That is a problem. Yeah, she could you know she could just go hey here's a picture for you boom twist gun back yeah let's talk motherfucker and and so like I said it's like it's it's really the combination of the two it's like that we know that she can just jam his brain with her own brain if she thinks about it and she's got clearly got motive and opportunity and, and time to do it and and the gun is not a threat so it's just it's a it's the one it's the one quibble that I have with the movie but the in terms of the you know the progression of the plot the I, I think the the movie you know how well the movie succeeded um and and seeing it in in theaters i was always kind of like because you know that line is coming where he says i am the law yeah and it's like that is such a that is such a cliche of people laughing at that because it's so ridiculous in the original judge dread it's like the fact that the movie has got to this point and can get away with that line and it earns it without people chuckling or anything and it's earned it it's like now that's how you know this movie is doing the doing a good job I actually don't like that line when he says judgment, judgment time. time. Like he, I, I feel yeah, like that, you could that's, say, that's the one where it goes I, over I the am the law is the is the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just when you get to the punchline, yeah. take your bow. Or even off the stage. I don't know, judgment time is is almost trying too hard. I'm it's not like, on, no. Yeah. <laughs> the tag you do the tagline, say judgment <gasps> is coming or something like yeah. that. It's just judgment time just sounds sounds written. It sounds judgment like it's time. written to be cool. But yeah. um I don't know. Is it like hammer time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta stop. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> and Mama can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> they still have movies. They do. I like that. I like that. that nice. you. Well, you don't know that. I that that would be a, the ballet or the opera. That's true. Yeah. That's that's where they do that. <laughs> I'm curious about that. That there's the movie poster there. Yeah. It's like okay. Is that an in joke? Is that an homage? I keep meaning to look that up. What is Chrysler's, Chrysler's mark? mark? Does it mean anything in particular? And those are vending machines in the background there, right? Mm-hmm. Look like it. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Lots it, of vending machines. It's talking about, uh, yeah, this is a gnarly So move. casually. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a nasty one, the incendiary. It's like, you thought the hot shot was bad. The, it's one of the things that also, again, I think the movie does really, really well that a lot of movies, we've, we've certainly talked about several in commentaries. It, it really, really does realize this world mm. just in terms, just in the background, just the details of it, you know, that, that this, this is okay. If there's an entire city, then, you know, yes, there's a, the, where's the hospital that's on level 25. That's the, the med station. Um, you know, but there is here, there's the theater on this level and there's, there's the vending machine and there's the, there's the, the food emporium and there's the, this, and you know, how, how does this, society in a in a building all function and and you can see lots and lots of fascinating little details about that that aren't dwelt on the movie isn't about that it just takes it's place just in that takes place in that world but uh, i'm really impressed by it i do think it's interesting that 911 is still the number yes. for, <laughs> or even if it's not then colloquially it's still what oh, you say yeah, yeah. about about the police you know yeah, yeah those so bikes survived somehow huh those bikes do look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's interesting how, like you say, the 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 well realized world. I mean, in the in the opening when he goes into that the mall, um, that that feels like a, a mall I've seen. You know, in the in in a worst part of town. Yeah, I've seen a mall that looks very much like that with with the chicken wire and stuff like that. And it, but it's in that sense, it's interesting how you look at him walking around dressed like this and going. 
he doesn't look out of place. <laughs> Wait a second. There's uh, there's an overlap between our world and yeah. these future sci-fi dystopias, and it's almost like it's a Venn diagram. Yeah. The circles are just getting closer and closer together. Yeah. Unless we this, this change our ways. It's ridiculous. Our cops don't have visors like that. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's what it is. It's This is ridiculous. For statements A, B, C, D, and E, and we're just kind of like scratching out each one of those statements <laughs> yeah, exactly. as time goes on, until so all we're left is with is the visors. We don't, we don't have giant living buildings like that. Actually, they do in Dubai. Okay, but we don't have a lot of them. <laughs> we don't have them here. We don't have them here. Is my point in in the world? I'm not talking about other places. This this guy, the, the main corrupt judge, is like, oh man, he wants to be doing dread. He he's got <laughs> he a face he for does. dread, and he's he's really, um, you know, he's he's the kind of guy who comes in. He's like, I'm gonna act two times as hard as everyone else, oh, and I'm, he's like, oh, you can only see my mouth. Well, I better do it four times then. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> act five times. Yeah, this is a, but it but it somehow still works just because. Yeah. It's it does get hard. I will say it does get hard a little later when they're having a hand to hand combat to know who's who. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they, it's like okay, which one of you is which now? I can't. Uh... They really should have given this one of these guys a, a mustache or something. Yeah, you know, or just something, or you know, a, a defining scratch on the front of his helmet, yeah. so you can tell. Uh, it's only it's mostly just when they're fighting because they're they're basically you know once the armor's on, you know, everyone everyone's built the same. But uh, it it is like wait wait wait. Who's fighting who and who's who's what here? I do love the the physically minuscule judge though, mm-hmm. which I, is the female one. It's right? the girl, yeah. yeah, she looks about the size of Rob Schneider. <laughs> just the idea. Of- it's a Rob Schneider cameo. A lot of people don't realize yeah. that, but that's uh- Rob Schneider is the female judge. Yeah, yes, they, they dubbed his voice, but. So he's almost yeah they're they're yeah and it's and it's interesting that you watch this and and because it's set up and because it's sci-fi there's the element where you never even think gun that he's got like a million bullets in that gun of different kinds it's like this this constantly cycling nope he it's not weird to him (laughs) and it (laughs) it works for everyone so yeah he doesn't have he doesn't have you know a full well, he reloads. Clip He's of, about to reload. He does right reload, now. and then yeah. you know, it's, it's. But it's, it's. Uh, you could run the risk of it becoming like the the Batman utility belt, like the Adam West Batman utility yeah. belt, yeah. where he has the, the proper dread bullet for exactly. any situation. It's like no, he's clearly got a a small. Like five types of bullets in there, yeah, and, and not and not an infinite number of any of them. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got X number of incendiaries, and X number of stuns, and and so on. I just don't think it's very nice that you're getting mad at Adam West for being prepared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he just spent a lot of time in his garage putting everything he thought he yeah. might ever need on his belt. Maybe he's exper- Maybe he just kind of knows what's out there. You know, he's Adam West. You don't know. Don't be Westist. <laughs> <laughs> and here I thought our society had come so far. We come so far, and yet still Westism is this still rampant. rampant. And that's what privilege is. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, we're living in a dis-Westopia. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you are the fuzzy dog to Adam West's gecko. Right. Yes. Sure. Take a second. I don't get that reference. No, it's uh, from it's the... A, it's a good blog post. Yeah, it's uh, a blog post about privilege. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... Adam West is God, you bastards. <laughs> He is young, young chum. Yeah. So he's kind of like, all right, I'm pretty sure everyone's out to get me. So let's see if you are. Uh, yes, pretty sure you are. 
So this, and here's going to what I was mentioning before is like his, his reason for being suddenly suspicious is a little thin. Yes. <laughs> it's a little thin. Right. Is his, is his reasoning that a, a, a judge that was on the level would have asked about both of us? Yes. Yeah. That's, so that's this guy what, is here for some reason other than that. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's just, kind of thin. Just the it, fact that, okay, well, you're the one I saw and I said, how are you? And now I'm, now I'm all corrupt, I suppose. You know? So, yeah. It's like, that's okay. I was just it, about it, to ask about her for fuck's sake. So you know, I just think it's like, like I said, since it hasn't been, since so we don't know the context, we don't have a context for it and that's why it doesn't work. It's like, if, we had just had the tiniest seed planted that dread has a reason procedure. to that dread has a reason to suspect that there are corrupt cops that dread has a history with this guy that he doesn't particularly trust him and the the question was the final straw that made him go mm. aha you know but the fact that that's all he has to go on that we're aware of he has no re- we know we don't know of any reason for him to prior suspect this guy of anything we have no reason to believe that there are such a thing as 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 bad judges um that's not established in any way. So, so the fact that Dread is just instantly suspicious when the guy asks a fairly innocuous question. It's like if if Dread was having a party and him yeah. and his girlfriend invited their friends, and the friend walks in the door and says, "Hey, Dread, how you doing? Why don't you ask about my girlfriend?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I noticed you didn't mention my mother. You were yeah. invited by both of us. Yeah, really. Shoot, shoot. Plus, yeah. plus, I already you're fucking, aren't you? Plus, I saw her down. You knew where she was. Plus, I saw her downstairs on my way in, and I just yeah. hadn't mentioned that to you yet. She was getting yeah. ice. Let's yeah. put the gun down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like I said, it's just it's just a. I think that could have been a bit a bit sharper. So, I I when I was watching when I watched this the first time, I was thinking that this was kind of dumb on this guy's part. Not even thinking about the ID thing because I hadn't really registered that in the opening because you don't know that's going to be a plot point. Um, or I you know it didn't register with me anyway. And uh, but I'm just sitting there thinking. If it's supposed to look like she got killed in a shootout, like, we already know what bullet came from what gun. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you're trying to fool the Hall of Justice, they're going to know it came from her own gun. But then then the movie goes, no, no, way ahead of you, and <laughs> blows his hand off instead. Oof. Ooh. Ow. It's, it's interesting. It... it, it- it's interesting how goopy squi- uh, squibs have gotten in the last few years. I, I was think thinking that's that, a Tarantino influence. Uh, it must be because I was thinking in Django, it's like well, in Django, well, that is uh, Tarantino, yeah. but it's t- t- Thanksgiving Tarantino. Yeah, but there's it's it's just so like it's it's ropey now <laughs> as opposed guys, to just bursts of blood. I was gone for a second. Did you guys end up talking about the way this movie otherwise would have gone? Like we, the impulse would be to say if they made this movie now, they would do this with it uh, because <laughs> but they did make this movie. I know, now. but but like to humanize Dread and yeah. to show him, you know, yeah, that, well, that's, washing I love his face she, in the sink at I, home. I love how that. she's yeah. done now. By the way, she just fucking murderizes everybody yeah. she sees. That's what <laughs> and well, that, and that's what and that's what I'm responding to because it's like they used to the, the movies used to be like this more often. No. It just it feels so weird that there's a movie like this being made and and it's like maybe that's one of the subtleties that people respond to with it i'm still trying to break it down like why is this feel like a throwback movie why does this not feel like movies that are being made nowadays you would would imagine that this movie if if they were making this movie now (laughs) uh, (laughs) what they would do is they'd end up writing it about him coming into work and it's corrupt cop it looks a little bit like seven and you know he's you know he has to wash his face in the in the sink in the morning and he's just like oh my god i can't believe my job and he faces these moral quandaries and all this stuff and he really has to 
deal with shit and he's got a girlfriend that's gonna get involved somehow in the third act and it's gonna be like a whole moral thing do I shoot her or do I shoot him it's gonna be so much about his internal life yes and it's absolutely not yeah, yeah. it's it's a movies used to just be about stuff that happened to people and now it's it you know now to an extent it's and it, it not necessarily and this is where the whole angsty uh, angsty young man yeah, leads yeah. thing comes it's from. not necessarily a bad thing i mean like like trey's talked about a lot of the best movies are the most interesting thing that's ever happened to these people like that's to an extent why you tell the story but it's okay also to just tell a story that is a particularly interesting thing that yeah. happened to these people, and it doesn't have to be the thing that changed his whole life or changed his society yeah. or anything like that. I think it's this, like, I, this is just a rough day. I think this. I think in, this in movie. Post Mike said this yeah. should be. This would otherwise be a movie about like revolution, exactly. exactly. Which the original Dread. I, is. I think it still holds up because it, it, Dread is a perfect archetype of a perfectly fine character. You know, the lone antihero. Right. Dread doesn't change, but Dread isn't supposed to change. Yeah. The Road Warrior isn't supposed to change. Shane doesn't change. Yojimbo doesn't change. Other characters change around them. Okay. Batman doesn't change. Right. Harvey Dent changes. The, so it's, the arc it, is Anderson. Exactly. It's Anderson's and it, movie. And, and it is the most important day of her life oh, because true, it's yeah. the day she became a judge and You're the right. day that she passed right. the test and proved that she was capable of being a judge. Yeah. And and so it does. It fits that bill. Just right. Dread doesn't fit that bill, but that's that's not a deal breaker at all. So it's still it's still within well within the realm of a movie story. I think it would have been. You still could have had a credible movie. It just. It's it's so hard to do a movie like that because, as you said earlier, like it's so good to have a rookie to explain the exposition yeah. to, et cetera, et cetera. I guess you could do a movie that's like this about two judges that are equally old hands about it. But what's kind of interesting about that? You know, yeah. what's then you're just seeing like they shot and then they shot and then they shot. You know, it's like you do you still kind of want to see someone you need, you someone to bring you into the world that yeah. you can hang on to and kind of go, boy, I hope she's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, or I wonder what she's going to do, or I wonder how she's going to react to this. Um, in, the, in the chat, Landporpus put a perfect point on it. He says this isn't an origin story. Yes, every damn movie well, that ever comes out these days is an origin. story. It's Anderson's origin yeah. story, but not yeah. direct, but not, and yeah. not the world's origin. But story. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's Anderson's origin story, but. Not in the sense that you know, if you have Spider Man or Superman's origin story, no. you kind of, you know what their their next homeostasis is gonna is right. going to be. With Anderson, you can very well tell it's her origin story and this is the most important day and all that. But you don't really know what shape she's right. going to take as clearly as you do in a situation like Spider-Man yeah. or right. And it's not that big a change. It's not yeah. like she goes from farm boy to savior of the rebellion. She goes from, yeah. I'd like to be a judge to, yay, I am one. Yeah. You know, but and, it kind of sucks. Or, like, yeah, it's not, yay, I am one. It's like, fuck, I'm a judge Yeah, now. well, no, I guess I am yeah. one. I So that happened. I, so. I just like the obsession with origin stories. It's funny because th- I was thinking about it just now. It's like, not only are we so obsessed with origin stories that we do the origin story for Spider-Man, a superhero that everyone knows the origin of. Yeah. But we do that every time we do a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, every Spider-Man movie is an origin story of fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Stop. Even, even Nolan wasted an entire movie telling us how bad... He's, he's a fucked up dude with lots of money, and he likes bats. So he'd move on. Let's get on with it. Even Burton didn't make that mistake. So... Now, see, her thing is much more simple. It's like, yeah. let's see, I wonder how I trust this person. Blink, nope, blast. Yeah. She's got an easier time of it. And it is nice how they get like more and more economical with it mm. over the course of yeah. the movie. We don't need to actually go into the yeah. other judges. We know what's see all of it. No, we know. Yeah, so we just no, need we get flash. it. We yeah. know. We know she does this. Now, yeah. see, like I said, this is the scene where I just think it would have been fun if it was me. I know uh, maybe they were too too smart or too above that, but it just seems like the whole movie was kind of leading toward the shootout in the in the room full of 
yeah. fr- free radical, slow-mo. you know, slow mo. So like it, you know, Judd Judd Dredd would be like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, I, am I am the law. You know, to, to experience his own shooting in ultra slow mo, it's like, oh, that sucks. You know, I just if I I wonder why they didn't go there when it seems like the whole thing is crafted to go there. Yeah. It seems like that was the the whole the whole progression was, and then they'll have a shootout in the slow mo factory, and the whole place will be full of slow mo fumes. It'll be slow mo crazy, and they didn't do that at all. Which, like I said, maybe maybe they're classier than me, you know. <laughs> but the, but as we uh, we've addressed, this movie's not trying to be classy, and that's why yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I will say this is a little bit of an extended monologuing going yeah. on here. Exactly. Yeah, I would have trimmed it, it down. It, a little the the bit joke is there. It's almost like he is in on it, and he's just yeah. stalling yeah. until he gets killed. It carries that feel yeah. to it. And it would be not that, and not that I'm into monologuing, but again, not. Just a, 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 a teaspoon more of the exposition of the bad cop versus dread versus you're the one that they you are. Know, you know Corrupt what? I've, versus, I've yeah. always thought you sucked and you're an idiot and you, you know, you're not cut out to live in this world. Something that tells us why, why is, why is, is dread the, is dread the exception? Is dread the rule? Is this guy the exception? Is he the rule? You know? Yeah. This, Agreed. Just, that was a good opportunity to do it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> totally stole that line from Firefly. Mm-hmm. The setup, anyway. His face is killing me. Yeah. He looks like a fish. <laughs> I am the fish. <laughs> now, they have some pretty magical stuff. It's like he's got, Ooh, he's got a through and through wound, and apparently yeah. that stuff will just set you right back up. You thought Prometheus had some pretty I amazing love this. medical Check stuff. Check it out. Power yeah. laces. Oh, All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Your wound is now healed. At least they take the second to show it. As opposed to, say, Starship Troopers or something where, oh, I just, my entire shoulder is gone because I've been impaled by a giant bug. But (laughs) 10 seconds later, I'm I'm running around with a giant. I'm uh, good. I can still fire a gun and run around. Yeah. She's going to do the same thing, too. She's going to about to get a, a, a through and through and, and just, you know, put some which I'm, put I'm, some ointment on it. Which a, I'm totally okay with in a sci-fi setting, yeah. but just do what Judge Dredd yeah. did yeah. here and that, actually show it a little bit. That's a that's a quick payoff. Earlier, earlier he said, you know, they're about to go into a situation. He says, you ready? She says, yes. He says, you don't look ready. Now he said, you look ready. <laughs> he looks ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like the, the character arc accomplished. Yes. Your character arc, is, your character has now arced. <laughs> yeah. You may now proceed to the finale. Yeah. You may now proceed to act three. Yes. We would live in a fucked up world if they gave out WWDD bracelets. <laughs> just everyone's like, what would Dread do? Oh, yeah. He would shoot him in the head. <laughs> just shoot a guy. Shoot him in the head? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> you think your professor's kind of a dick? What would Dread do? <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> shoot him in the head? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I And I do like they, that there's this opportunity... Because she's at the point where she's like, I'll just, I'm just going to fuck up everybody now. Mm. And then she gets hit in the face with this. Yeah. And it, and it brings her back from that and forces her to remember, oh, right, compassion and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, need oh, to, yeah. I need to hold on to I that. have feels. Yeah. <laughs> need to hold on to my humanity <laughs> in, in this situation. And, this a- and at this point, Dread gives her that chance to... To not only make that decision, but explain it and right. go, no, this is, and I know you've done the same thing. You know, you do the same thing. You you stun the kids and none of this is, you know, actually spoken, but right. she goes, no, this is me. And this is the choice that I made. Well, she, but she's also saying it's, it's, you know, the, the sort of obvious, but it's, you know, the thing to do, which is what makes her worthy of being a judge is when she no longer wants it. 
and she's more concerned about actually dealing justice <laughs> than the idea of I want to be a judge. You know, it's, it's that old thing where whoever wants Zen. power shouldn't have it. Hmm? It's like whoever wants power shouldn't exactly. have it. Exactly. It's just it's like the the what what because like he said, she's she's already she's automatic failed on two counts now. And <laughs> she asked what the speed limit was. Yeah, and she could <laughs> and and he could fail her, but of course in the end he doesn't because she has has proven that she actually understands what it takes beyond the um uh the basic and and also um uh, while we're while we're talking about that even though it's uh at the end like the fact that he passes her we talk about dread not really having an arc but he does a little bit because at the beginning when he when he first meets she you know his his boss goes she she failed the uh she only failed the exam by 3 percentage points he's like so she failed. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's he's totally by the book. Yeah, yeah, he's by the book. It's black and white. And then at the end, he asks, is she a pass or a fail? He says she's a pass. And it's like, OK, this experience has actually taught Dredd something. He she helped him realize or remember or understand or whatever it is that there is more to justice and there's more to serving the law than just the letter of it. Are you making the it's a feel good movie argument now? No. <laughs> but I'm but Dread three D, the it's best romantic comedy yeah. of the year. Yeah, it's a positive. if only Jennifer Aniston yeah. could have been in here. And but I'm, out of the theater, snapping yeah. smiling. But I'm but yeah, I'm right. I'm making the argument that, you know, people make people make the yeah. argument that, oh, Dread doesn't change. I'm like, he does though, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just a little bit. And and even you know, even in a movie the Road Warrior is the same thing. It's like they will soften towards somebody right. or they will you know they will change a they will they will have a feel about somebody. Right. <laughs> they, will, they will they will experience feels. Solitary feels. <clears throat> yes. Um that, that yeah they're not completely unbending even those kind of characters and that's and that's the that's the victory of 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 those kind of movies in you know the victory is if you took this guy who was completely by the book and and he goes but for you I make an exception. Uh-huh. That's that's your victory <laughs> in terms of dealing with that character. Now now Mama's final play here. Um two things about it. Uh first of all Teague doesn't, doesn't it seem like we've seen it in a book somewhere? It does seem a bit familiar, Trey. Yes. Um, Snow Crash? Snow Crash for those uh, playing the home game. Um, and, you know, not, it's not like Snow Crash invented the concept, but it's it's so very Snow Crash. That, in Snow uh, Crash, kind of it was a little cooler, too, because he yeah, just exactly. drove around with a nuke. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> he just kept a nuke with him at all the time. And there's a, and, and I, I believe, I, I think there is a, there's a design flaw in, uh, in uh, Mama's version of, of the uh, Snow Crash uh, Doomsday device. Um, in that clearly from what how the plot plays out mama's device will send a signal to the detonator if her heart stops when clearly the way you want that device to work yeah. is for it to be sending a continuous signal yeah. until your heart stops yes that's what a dead man switch is <laughs> yeah. yes it um, sends the signal until you're no longer hers there. was poorly designed and fortunately for dread his theory about how it works was correct mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise but, his master plan would not work there's also the fact that they talk about, oh, will it go through however many layers yeah, of concrete? Which it doesn't have to. It doesn't that, have that to because she's in the atrium. Is he going to drive her through the concrete? She's not going to hit the ground that hard. She'll explode. She's not actually going to penetrate the concrete. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a little... This is why we shouldn't have WWDD bracelets, man. Yeah, just a little off. Again, I, I, I was... A movie that had done so well up to this point, I was like, oh, you know, just and again, I'm quibbling, and yeah. I, you know, most people, I guess, you know, I doubt would would have a problem, and and there's, certainly there are worse endings or worse ways to do it, but just the fact that I do like the there's very there's very difficult line that you can you can sometimes go the wrong way of between a surprising 
climax that didn't play out the way you thought it was and an anti-climax. Yeah. But the fact that it's like, oh, no, the final showdown between Mama, what's he going to do? Shoot her, throw her off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much my plan all along. <laughs> Worked out just like I thought it was going to. Killed her. That's what I did. And it doesn't have a whole big thing to it. I I, I sort of liked the, the fact that after all the shooting, he was like, fuck you. And yeah, just, just throws her out a window. I'm going to take, take the long way down. But I also... It's this the slow mo was unnecessary. At this point, he's like, "Fuck you!" Just a little more. <laughs> just, yeah. After all, you put me through, and you and um, I mean, it's <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely you know eye for an eye justice because this is what this is what she did. So it's like, okay, see how you like it. Um, which five, I, floor yeah. saw, five floor 198 five floor 198 i saw it <laughs> five floor 197 seventh floor lingerie I, I saw this with um with my roommate and we came out and he was he was talking about the fact that it was kind of unnecessary to hit her with the slow-mo as well <laughs> and he got and he goes is like is that actually justice i was like depending on your view of what justice is <laughs> yeah. it and and in the dread world kind of absolutely yes yeah. that's exactly and yet clearly she's kind of digging it she's kind yeah. of going awesome yeah She's until just this, now. This shot, this shot amazes out. me. Jesus. I can't believe they did that. I can't like, believe yeah. it wasn't in the Bake Off. This, like, is, yeah. this is the shot where I'm going, wait a yeah. second. Well, there's, there's, there's a cutaway where she's about to do the face plant. Yeah. And I was like, if they just, I expected them to ramp up to full speed uh-huh. instantly. That's exactly, oh, I just watched her go, blam. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting. But instead. I think that oh. would have been more horrifying. But this is, this is certainly fills the bill. No. Uh, yeah, even the even little the, that we see. And it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful and sparkly. And this is where you see that color ramp around the outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's cool. They, they were like, okay, her face splits open and then we hide it all with blood yeah. and, and then, go to defocus. And then it's Bruce okay, Willis you can't goes see to it. heaven. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. You can't see it. There's too much blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I also I, I I also do find it amusing, and this line does tend to get a laugh because it's like you expect the big Schwarzenegger line or whatever you know the yeah. the big the one line fly yeah or whatever, and then he just goes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, out of the side of his mouth yeah he's like that's that's what I fucking thought he's like, <laughs> it's like don't start nothing won't be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. it is I kind of did interpret that like where he was like so I was right okay yeah. good that was good. Might have, might could have gone yeah, the other way. Now. He's like, he's up there, like she's following him or watching it, but he's up there going, "Hmm, yeah, was this a good plan?" I hope it I is sure the future. Hope the shit doesn't explode. That would be bad. Shit, my Wi-Fi works from outside. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if this was a good idea. <sighs> Hits the ground. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was worth it to throw that bitch off the balcony because <laughs> she's a real bitch. I, I really can't stand her. She started it. Yeah. Thank God the movie abbreviated that scene, though, because for her, it probably took like 15 minutes to get to the bottom. <laughs> Wee! By the end, she had like kind of <laughs> we're this figured word everything asylum out. Movie. But she was enjoying it. Yeah. Were this were an asylum movie, that would have been the last half an hour, 45 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Just, I know what we can do. We can do the whole last act in slow-mo, and that's how we make our lint. Well, we've, we joked about uh, this first being a silent film. This movie is 90... 94, 95 minutes long and the end credits are six minutes. <laughs> this movie isn't even 90 minutes long. So, you know. Oh, you mean 86? You said 90. No, no, 90. No, yeah, yes. 96. In terms of content. Of, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You know, six gotcha. minutes of credits. Now, 
they they have legitimate six minutes of credits because they have so many effects companies and everything else. Asylum will often do six minute credits just by showing them excruciatingly. They'll slowly. gerrymander their own credits. Exactly. Or, or a, but what am I but, thinking? But of? the point is that this, is, this movie is not even ninety minutes long in terms of the content yeah. of it, and uh, you know it certainly doesn't feel well. It doesn't drag. I'll tell you that. Um, and it's it's amazing how it's it's kind of unusual for a movie to be only ninety minutes nowadays. That's that's fairly rare. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like we don't even need to discuss this it's done yeah <laughs> it's over yeah went to war and all but you know uh, long story short drug bus went bad the perps were uncooperative <laughs> exactly because he does because like, he's not trying to be funny yeah he's just he just, he, he just no, want to stick into the code. Like, well what do you want what, what do you want to know yeah <laughs> I mean, good lord now I, my the way i read that scene was that she quit she she expected that she wasn't going to get the pass, so she's like, "Yeah, I know. Fuck it. I'm I'll be. Yeah. I'm taking off." I failed. She accepts that she yeah, failed. I but I but think, he's going to go give it back to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the next scene that we're about to, or the next shot after this, is her carrying her helmet, about to go get on her motorcycle. Yeah. So I I think they are trying. They could have possibly made it clearer, but I think they are trying to make it clear she yeah. got her badge back and she is now going to be a judge. Yeah. And it's possible that Happy that's endings. even supposed to be her as opposed to Dredd. Yeah, thank you for But knows. it's, you know. It could go either way. Yeah. This is also interesting um, in terms of the credits because the director is not first. Yeah. It's quite a few it's credits before the director in. shows up. Olivia Thurlby. Thurlby, yeah. Carl Urban should say that name. Thurlby. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like Judge Dredd just fine. Uh, I, I appreciate it more after yeah, this, he having uh, heard all of the arguments in favor. Um, yeah, it's Alex Garland, by the way, wrote The Crow, did he not? Did he? Alex well, Garland's... he wrote uh, he wrote Sunshine and and 28 Days Later. Yeah, and... it sounds right. I think it yeah. was. Anyway, Crow is Proyas, I think. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. well, Proyas yeah. made Crow. Did he write it? Let's no. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, I, I, uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I wasn't particularly moved by it when I first saw it, but having uh, done this, I, I appreciate it more now. So we've yeah. won you over. Cool well, story, bro. Next, we'll ruin Looper for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, Dread's cool. Brian? Uh, yeah. Um, great, great fundamentals. Which yeah, yeah like, good it's, fundamentals. It feels like a really patronizing thing to say, but I, you know, I mean that genuinely in the yeah. sense that this is all, all great fundamentals and this... This should be everything. Everything this, should be this. And then if you want to go to Cloud Atlas level, yeah. then, this you, is, then go. This is Try. a movie for the fundamentals. It's like if you want to write movies, you need to watch Dread and understand why yeah. it's yeah. A yeah. great Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, yeah. John Shirley and David J. Show wrote The Crow. Okay. okay. Thank you, Pavlich. Dorkman? Somehow I associated no. that name with The Crow, but I was wrong. Um. Yeah, well, like I, I was the one banging the drum for this one for a while. So <laughs> Watch, I, watch yeah. you be like, ah, you know, now I see it yeah, again. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um. Uh, I we're we're gonna get flack if we do, if somebody doesn't mention the raid redemption. Yes, I've seen the raid redemption and it has a similar. Why is that related? Setup because because the raid redemption is about a a SWAT team who who raids a building a a you know a tower block like this not a mile high one but you know still a, a real a, world a, a real world one and the the drug lord in charge of it locks it down and tells the people in there hey there's some there's a SWAT team in here fucking wipe them out well, it sounds like the rate redemption ripped off Judge Dredd well well they came out like around the same time but Dredd was written this was, a, this was a movie like 15 years ago no this movie just but came not out this plot this plot is this different. is not the plot of the this is not no. the plot of oh, oh, okay. Judge so, but, Judge but, Dredd is an ongoing comic yeah. book there are many plots they can oh, okay. do this one was written before Apparently, it was written well before the raid, but it didn't come out until after the raid. But, you know, okay, 
um, if anything, if you really want to insist on comparing them, they're interesting in the way that like the two prequels to The Exorcist are. It's like, let's pretend they're the same movie. They're actually pretty different movies once you get past the basic premise. But even if they are the same movie, it's really interesting to look at this one is a Thai martial arts movie. That one is a European sci-fi, you know, big budget movie and see the the two ways that they handle it. So I like the Raid Redemption, um, particularly as a, as a martial arts movie. I don't think... I don't think you necessarily need to pick a side. I think it's perfectly yeah. acceptable to like both of them. I, I saw this one where Bruce Willis was in a building that was yeah. locked down and had to kill everybody in it. And uh, and uh, this movie is clearly ripping that off. <laughs> uh, Trey? I, you know, I, I, I don't think I would have made uh, any any particular effort to see Dread without uh, Mike's evangelizing of it. Right. Um, I was certainly, like I said, I don't hate the original Dread. It's not great, um, but I don't completely hate it. And I, I, it, I don't remember it with uh, you know hatred like some people do or just or dismissing it without even having seen it um, but I'm not a reader of the comics and and had no reason and no reason to, to seek out this one so I only sought it out because I just I was curious why Mike was so like no it's really quite quite good um, and I, I I'm I didn't arc at all during this commentary. I, I'm right back to where I st- right back to where I started. You arced just a little bit. I arced okay. I arced just, just a, little, a bit. little bit. I did. I did arc on. You're on, a pass as far as uh, thanks. <laughs> so are the rest of you. That uh, it's it's a weird thing. It's I I come back down. I didn't, it's always hard. It's always hard to say this is a great movie when right now societally we're in the oh school kids got massacred and violent movies and blah 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 and and all that. And this movie is just it is purely just. Action for action's sake. It's in and and I guess is that. I think in the end, maybe that's what why movies are are always have to have that that schmear of meaning when they just they really just want to sell us exploding heads. Yeah. But but just bracing themselves for the next school shooting, they have to go. No, didn't you see? We were actually very anti-violence in that movie. If you look, because there's that one character who has that monologue. Oh yeah, that part that I really hated that slowed your movie down. You know, it's like I, I, I don't have uh, you know the definitive answer on whether violence in movies is good or bad, and is either. I don't know if it's a reflection of our dystopia or the cause of our dystopia, and I'm not going to attempt to answer that question here. Um, I enjoy movies that are violent. At times, I don't enjoy movies that seem like they're just intending to show gore on the screen and why I don't feel this one is doing that as opposed to a movie like, you know, a Saw or a, you know, Friday the 13th or whatever, which I have no interest in seeing. Um, And yet I'm entertained by this. And I guess I, I guess off the top of my head, what, what makes these movies justifiable for me and why I find them entertaining is, is, is it's not about characters who are like, let's go out and have lots of violence. It's about characters who are like, let's go out into this violent world and navigate it as best we can. And it's showing you, it's showing you that violent world that they live in, but they're not the ones who are going out and instigating the violence just because it's awesome and fun and yeah. cool. That's just, it's the world that they are walking through. So, so for whatever reason, and there's a, you know, there's always a strange alchemy of any movie about why a movie works for someone or doesn't work for someone. But this, this movie I, I think is fun. I think it's the violence is appropriately displayed as grotesque as opposed to beautiful. Um, you have to, you have to, this movie explicitly says you have to be on some serious drugs to find violence. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, it sort of implicitly says that. And uh, I, in the end, I guess I like it because partly because it is throwing back to when I went to the movie theater and I saw escape from New York and I said, that was just one big crazy ass movie about a zany idea. And you know, about what if New York was a prison colony? That's insane. 
Jane, show me that movie and just have fun with that concept and let me let me watch that for for ninety minutes. And this this movie feels like that. And they really don't make movies like this very much anymore. Cool. By the way, the uh, the raid is uh, Indonesian, not Thai. Just oh, Michael. We regret the error. Send your email. To- <laughs> this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Go to the forum. It's awesome. You should be there. Uh, on the website, we have a big shiny PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Buy our shirts. Holton Hill Design maintain the website. My name is T. Christie. Brian Finisher. My stop. Trey Stokes. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much. Good listening. Down in Good Front. Night. night. Down in Front is the law. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot of fun, Dread. (laughs) Trendsinyourhead.com